Yes. Yeah, sorry, I had to run back in the house. I forgot my left my headphones inside because I had I was wearing them when I was mowing the lawn last night and then I did not take them off. So well, in they went. What's that, sorry? I said, so in they went with me and and then I said to myself, I will remember those tomorrow. And that was a lie. <laughs> well that's okay. It's okay. Stop beating yourself up for it. It's <laughs> all right. It's okay. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, I feel a lot better. Well, hello everyone and welcome to Sneaky Dragon. My name is David Dedrick. And I'm Ian Boothby. TGIF, Dave. TGIF. Oh, does that mean something that I that it I because I think it means thank God it's Friday. Yeah, sure. But you're going to tell yeah. me it means something else, right? No, that's that's exactly it. Oh, We're recording it's... on a Friday, which is odd for us. <laughs> and so uh, yeah, I'm uh, I'm giving thanks. Oh, nice. Uh, that, nice. Uh, that, you know, uh, it all worked out. We were able to like uh, do a, do a nice uh, show. We're going to do a show. We're going to do this uh, this show that we do. I like your Everybody. optimism. I yeah, like, why not? I like that you've already called it a nice show. That's very good. That's great. I think so. We'll judge it at the end of the show sure. and see if uh, I was wrong. <laughs> Or not? It could it could sure. be? We'll give our marks at the end. Mm-hmm. We'll rate it. Yeah, that's all. I like to rate it. I'll rate it out of sixty three. Sixty three stars. Um, <laughs> Have you been, by the way, rating sorry. our show out of sixty three stars online? Because that might explain some of the reviews we've been getting. <laughs> that would then make make a lot of sense. I, d- I would do not review our shows. That okay, would good, be good, good, good. that would be terrible because it would all be terrible reviews. But I like the fact that you. Are living the current Corona quarantine life that you're living, and you knew what day it was, though. Yeah, that's pretty good. Um, I didn't actually earlier today. I, I thought it was I thought it was Saturday, and I woke up and I was uh, I was planning the day, and I was like, uh, can't go to that Saturday. And then another thing, yeah, yeah, that's gonna be too busy Saturday. And then uh, then I turned on a TV and went, huh, what's this doing on on a Saturday? And then my cat turned to me and went, hey. It's Friday. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, Clue that's in. not good. Yeah. yeah, that's good. Yeah, it's a bad sign when your cat is talking as mm-hmm. well. That's sign too that there's problems. And then my sour dough starter uh, called me an asshole. And I'm like, geez, <laughs> Gee whiz. so it's gone off. A lot of hostility. Yeah, it's gone off. So we got to throw that out when it starts. <laughs> well, even being... if it hadn't gone off, I'd throw it out anyway. That kind of oh. attitude. Okay. Although Fair I guess enough. you're just going to eat it, so I suppose that's reason enough for it to be bitter. Well, you can tell you can. Well, that's its purpose, really. Mm. You know, it knows it's a sourdough starter. What's it going to do? Not make sourdough. What's it going to do? <laughs> yeah, that's true. You know, maybe it makes sourdough cookies. It could make sourdough cookies. Mm. Maybe it's disappointed. I don't. I don't. I don't know. All I know is my cat, and my sourdough starter, <laughs> were just riding me this morning, <laughs> and I thought it was a Saturday, and then I found out it was a Friday. Yeah, and it was like, nah, okay, let's uh, let's uh, let's Friday it up. Were you disappointed and, uh, that it was Friday? Um, nah, it's fine. Friday's okay. all right. Yeah. Friday's fine. I liked it actually because I had to run some errands and it less people out there on a Friday. Yeah. Though, um, uh, much less masks today. Like it's, uh, you just go out there and just go, hey guys. Eh. <laughs> it's not quite over yet. Yeah. yeah. Hey fellas, you know how we like being smug about this <laughs> and how we're doing okay? Here's how we keep that up. <laughs> yeah. I was actually surprised to hear that the pool that I, uh, that I go to is going to be reopening in July. Hmm. Uh, but with, uh, you know, um, the change rooms will not be open. 
so you I can't see. go to the change rooms. You can go to you can go to the bathroom. So I'm sure people will be changing in the bathroom. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, I think like you your gotta, shirt falling in the toilet. Well, I tell you, it's a good feeling. It's refreshing. <laughs> uh, you yeah. get that nice toilet, toilet cool. Uh, especially <laughs> if it's blue water, then ah, nice. Get some tie dye going on there. Classic. Uh, and then uh, you can only be there uh, for hour and a half. Mm. It's hour and a half shifts. Yeah. And uh, if you're doing lane, like if you're just doing your loosey goosey swimming, but if you're doing lane uh, swimming, it's forty five minutes that you, okay. that you get. Okay. Do some lane stuff, and then they everybody out. We're cleaning the pool for an hour, mm. and they clean it all. And then the next shift goes in, and they uh, they start swimming. So we'll see how that uh, see how that works. Out. I just have some idea of them like spraying and then wiping the surface of the water. Yeah, it's a tough it's a tough thing to do. A little pledge on there, just give it that I mean, shine. I mean, ideally, so it, it is pretty there. clean, right? Like, I mean, they chlorinate it, so it's it's mm-hmm. fairly you know we're you know the not great, but it's it's better than. Yeah, I think it's going to be like a general hose down of like uh, the surface areas around like uh, where you'd be putting your blankets down or your towels down mm, or what have mm. you. And then, and then, you know, the showers, the outdoor showers, you know, uh, cleaning off the handles and doing all that kind of stuff. I guess anything that you can that you can touch because we're poisoned now. So, you know, doing that and, uh, you know, then uh, bring in the next load. And uh, there you go, which means when you're swimming, you're going to have people looking through the fence at you. Uh, longingly and just like hmm, wish I could swim. <laughs> uh, just wait it, wait it out. Yeah, I, it'll be interesting. Yeah, yeah. So you're not certain about you're obviously you're not certain about going. Then is what you're saying? No, I'm gonna go. I'm oh. gonna find a way. I'll find a way. Like I like I won't be uh, first in. I will go down <laughs> and I will be one of the creeps who's like uh, outside of the pool going, "How's this working?" And just see <laughs> uh, see how 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 she goes. Yeah. Uh, you know if the if the because I like lane swimming. So it's just see like okay, how close are the people lane swimming? Are they doing the thing where you're swimming right next to each other? Are we doing that? How what are we doing? Are we, you know, how's it going? And then and then if it seems safe, that I'll do it because I really really miss swimming. That's like a a big thing for me mood wise. Sure. Uh, that I'd love to get back and I to mm. the point where I was considering the ocean for God's sake, the <laughs> goddamn ocean, that <laughs> nightmare. But like I live so close to it, yeah. Uh, you know, and you know, and the problem is now they have to go and clean the entire ocean. You know, uh, it's every, true. Every, 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 every hour, hour and a half. half. Yeah, yeah. And it's like you know, whatever that uh, Moranis Trench or whatever it is, that takes forever. Seven <laughs> miles down, it's like really got to get that clean. Sure. Yep. Sure. Huh? Yeah, I'm not a fan of swimming in in the ocean myself. Uh, no, no, you wouldn't. It's awful. Unless you, <laughs> unless you're. In- I will do it. I will well, do if, it, but uh, if you're in Hawaii or something, and yeah. or the Bahamas, then yeah, of course, it's it's glorious. Or apparently the Orkneys because I swam there. So, oh, how was that? Oh, freaking cold! I'll tell you right now. I've never been that cold in my life. I think I talked about it on the show before, but it was the one time that I was so so cold. I understood what it meant to be cold to the bone. Oh, yeah, is yeah, that, yeah. Is that I could like I was so chilled when I got into the bathtub. I actually felt I had to go sit in the bathtub after I was swimming. Yeah, so I swam for about forty-five minutes, and then when I got out, I was, I was uh, so, so cold. I was so cold, I couldn't, I couldn't believe how cold it was. And I, yeah, my bones were aching, and I could feel like that they were cold. It was really a weird feeling. And then I went, and they made me go into a warm bath, and it just, I felt nauseated sitting in the bath. Just yeah, that's was, how it feels. It's so yeah. awful. Yeah, it was, just, it was a strange feeling. I've, I've, I've had that. I had that once. Uh, Pia had hypothermia once, mm. and, uh, and yeah, she had to. Yeah, it is a very nauseating feeling. You got to keep the water 
not hot, but like just warm it up and mm, then mm. make the temperature rise. The time the time that I got that was doing a con in Toronto, and it was a horse. Uh, a horse con? Of, what were you pretending you had a horse to sell? Yeah, pretty well. Oh, okay. Mm. It was where you would normally have horses and show horses and do horse related okay. things. Like oh. it literally, literally, there was also like a dog show next to it. So it was like yeah, yeah. it was a dog and pony show we were at, pretty much. So you're like at where they have the the um what do they call like the their their the big Toronto fair like their CNN or CNE C- or whatever. CNE, that's correct. That's it right. was directly across from the CNE. Okay, yes. okay, cool. Uh, but they didn't turn any heat on, and it was uh, way late into autumn, and so we were all like wearing coats. But after, I don't know, like seven hours of being in that room, it didn't matter. Like you were just so cold, but you were, you were like, like you say, bone cold, like the kind of cold yeah. that when you warm up, you don't warm up because <laughs> yeah, exactly. you're just in, internally cold. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. And you realize, oh, that's what cold is. Don't like it. Yeah. Was, Although uh, I prefer cold to next heat, to but... Steve, uh, Steve Rude was also oh, okay. very cold. Yeah. Yeah. There, I'm dropping that name. <laughs> well, I like, I like his art a lot. Yeah. That was uh, that was the one con that uh, I actually had something where I was like, oh wow, uh, which was which was this one where uh, Terry Austin was there. Oh wow! And uh, you know, best known for his inking work on like X Men and whatnot, for but sure. he, he yeah. did some of the stuff. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, so I went up to I was like really nervous, and I just wanted to buy one of his like sketchbooks and get him to sign it because like he was one of the artists who oh I yeah started yeah. started yeah. off liking, and he saw my badge and he went Ian Boothby. Oh man, I love your work. Oh man, and I'm like, you know, the person next to me, he Boothby's here, and to the point where it's like, okay, well, this is mean. This is a mean thing you do to people. And uh, it's like he, he was a Simpsons fan. He was a big Simpsons fan. Oh, that's great. So, uh, that's great. so yeah, so we got to talk, and he, it was very, very friendly. And uh, he gave me one of his books for free. And uh, yeah, it was a very, very sweet man. It was, uh, it was, it was, it was delightful. That's awesome. Yeah. What a what an experience. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little uh, I'm a little sad that I never got a chance. Speaking of uh, inkers, I never got a chance to meet Joe Sinnott, who passed away this yeah, week. Yeah, I saw that. He was a I'm torn between my love of Mike Royer, who of course did uh, Ink Kirby for in his DC days, mm-hmm. and Joe Sinnott, who did such a wonderful job inking Jack Kirby on like the Fantastic Four and stuff like oh, that. Oh my it's just gosh, amazing work! Yeah, just amazing. Yeah, and it's it's curious, isn't it, how each inker how much of themselves they put into the into the work you know like each i mean maybe maybe kirby changed his style a bit when he moved to dc and he was i guess doing more books he was doing all the new gods books so he was really churning them out so he might have he might have thickened his line a little bit to uh to fill up more more page space (laughs) yeah that's possible but uh, Sinnott's work on, yeah, the Fantastic Four stuff is, is just amazing. And it always, you know, whenever you read Fantastic Four, it always makes me sad that that it, they've never been done properly, you know? Oh, well, this is a big thing you're saying. Ex- explain. I just mean in terms of movies, like something that you... you oh, know, I see what you mean. Okay, all you, right. You love the, I don't know, I mean, the comics are great. I just mean, I, I don't know what they're like now, though. I kind of feel like... I wonder if people really have like a grip on what made them so so fantastic, the early ones, you know, like not the really really early ones, because they're a little silly. But I'm thinking of the kind of more space opery ones later that came with, you know, when Kirby started doing his collage pages and stuff like that, with you know <laughs> these cogs and gears and stuff all over the page and ink sprayed everywhere. And once again, might have been a way to get it done quickly. I don't know. It doesn't seem like it's a fast way to fill a page to start cutting stuff out and pasting it down. But but it just feels so. It just felt so out there and interesting you know like he really 
Yeah, they're pretty amazing, amazing stories. Well, and well, they started. Uh, the amazing stories was a different magazine. Uh, one thing I <laughs> thank you for I, correcting me. One thing I really liked was yeah. that they started off issue one calling themselves the world's greatest comic magazine. Mm. That's that takes stones. It's well, just like we're the best. Enjoy. Here it goes. <laughs> Here, have, have, have at it. But 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 like well, it's the uh, first home of Spider-Man, so I guess that's pretty amazing. That's true. Uh, that was amazing adult fantasy comics until they changed it to amazing fantasy. And mm. uh, then that was the first Spider-Man one. Um, but, uh, adult fantasy like, took on a different meaning, everyone. It, it certainly did. <laughs> um, and fantastic foreplay as well. Uh, that was, the oh, that was a different, yeah, they had to change the name like, of that mm, one. Maybe sure. we should, uh, just ditch it to <laughs> fantastic four. Like, all right, what did we say? Um, but like the Marvel movies started, I think like in a very, like when I'm saying the Marvel movies, I mean the Marvel universe movies, starting with, uh, Tony Stark as kind of a regular guy who's an inventor, Mm -hmm. but like a good inventor, but we start him off as kind of a regular guy, uh, who's just really good at inventing. And you kind of go, all right, I buy this. And then little by little, he builds like a suit and it's like, I kind of buy this. And he just, and it gradually leads you into this incredible world. It doesn't start with everything's bananas and there's (laughs) aliens, demons, it's just like nope this is our world and we're gonna like build on it and fantastic four did that too fantastic four everyone was very grounded they didn't have costumes for the first couple of issues they were just you know uh mr fantastic's walking around smoking a pipe he's just a guy the thing (laughs) looks you know like a monster because he's a monster but to be fair their best-selling books at the time were monster books so the cover was a monster coming out of the ground yeah. and fighting the thing who's a monster. I'm like, all right, yeah, that's hedging your bets. But <laughs> Sue and Johnny were pretty regular, you know, pretty grounded. He's working on cars and she's scared because she's a lady. Um, <laughs> you know, would be. They, yeah, and they start pretty basic. And then all of a sudden something's attacking the city. What is it? It's a monster. Okay, well, that's fair. Uh, we're going to fight the monster, find out what the monster's all about. Well, it's uh, there's a mole man that lives under the earth, and uh, he's uh, he's attacking. Oh, okay. And we get into this kind of crazy thing. And that's sort of how they did it. It was like, we're, we're normal. We're having normal family problems. We're squabbling. Uh, we got problems with the rent. We got regular pr- problems. What happened? The shape-shifting aliens showed up. No, nah, all right. Let's deal with this. And then they go deal with that, and hopefully it resolves their personal problems as well. But they started grounded and smaller. And then as the Fantastic Four built, they built into all these different crazy areas yeah. and really built out the Marvel Universe, much like the movies did. Yeah. Yeah. And so you ended up with Doctor Doom and you ended up with the Inhumans. And, you know, and then finally, you know, Gal- not finally, but like by the 50th issue, you got Galactus. And now we got a whole cosmic thing going on. Yeah, it's great. And, well, so, they, they, and a lot of those characters ended up getting their own books and spreading out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Black Panther. For sure. I feel like the uh, Namor, don't forget Namor. They, I, that's, I was just going to bring up Namor because I, I love the early plot lines of Namor where he's he's like coming on to Sue Storm and, uh, you know, trying to be like the rival to, uh, to Reed Richards. And uh, that's great. It's great. He's got the hots for her and that's all he cares about. Yeah, I like the... I like the concept of like uh, Namor was he's a sea king. Yes, uh, he fought in World War Two. Okay, and then, and then he had some sort of accident, got amnesia, mm. and was like homeless for twenty years, not knowing who he was. Okay, and uh, then Johnny sees him and like, hey, who's this guy? Mm, I don't like his look. There's something weird about him. You know what? I'm gonna give him a shave. So he's shaving a homeless guy <laughs> with fire. That's right. Right. That's right. Which uh. which. 
you know. So he saves the homeless guy with fire, and then Namer looks at his face and goes, "Oh, I'm Namer," and he gets really mad, <laughs> as, as, he, as he should. You're like, just don't shave a homeless guy with fire, Johnny. That's inappropriate. What's even better about that story is I, what I like to imagine is that Jack Kirby, because just uh, so people know, the way that Mar- Marvel did it was kind of weird. Was they would have the artist draw the page, and then Stan Lee would show up, you know, two hours late to work, and he would just add in the words to the pictures that are already drawn. So I just like uh, to imagine that Jack Kirby had like a totally different storyline in mind. And then oh, suddenly yeah. saw these pictures, he's just like, oh, okay, so he's this, and he's giving him a shave because he's a homeless guy, and blah, blah, blah. And Jack Kirby looks at it later on, and he's like, that's not what I meant. Shave and a haircut, two bits. <laughs> and something I also really like is, uh, so you got Namor, he shows up, mm-hmm. and and, uh, and he's, uh, you know attacks the city, and everyone goes, oh, it's the Submariner. Remember him from World War II? We all know him. And then later on in the Avengers, uh, they unfreeze Captain America, and everyone's Captain America, World War II. Remember, remember, he was the greatest hero of World War II. Oh, there he is. Uh, but when they, everyone sees Johnny Storm as the Human Torch, no one goes, "Is that is that the Human Torch from World War II?" No, it's a different guy, <laughs> totally different guy. Yeah, exact same powers. Yeah, mm. what's the connection? No, oh, we never asked that. You never ask that. That the there's three famous heroes from World War II, and one of them is uh, I think this. I'm, if I'm wrong, didn't this guy kill Hitler? Oh, yeah, he killed Hitler. What the fuck? Why don't you care? Wait, Why has he got the same powers? The human storm killed killed Hitler? Uh, the human torch. I mean, the yes. human torch killed Hitler? Huh. Yeah, the human storm is... Uh, ah, yeah, it's a totally uh, different uh, thing. The X-Men. Um, <laughs> and she just calls herself Storm. She's not pretentious. With the veil, hold the human thing. But yeah, the original human uh, torch uh, killed, uh, killed Hitler. And uh, him and Toro went to the bunker... Uh, Hitler went for his gun, I think, and uh, Torch went, no, sir, and uh, and uh, burnt Hitler up. Oh, okay. So, uh, oh. Yeah. Oh. This was a thing because oh, – I'm sorry. This is going to go deep nerd for just a second. Sure. We will pull out of it. Oh, I, um, hope, I hope we will. We may just keep they going made down. That, yeah, they made that whole thing about how Magneto – uh, was in um, a concentration camp when he was a kid, and mm. that was part of his origin. Which, yeah. as we, he gets as time goes by, is is harder to explain. But okay, um, and then the the original Human Torch got changed uh, to uh, became the Vision in the comics, not in the movies. But he became the Vision, and then uh, uh, married uh, Scarlet Witch, who is Magneto's daughter. And Magneto was like, I don't care for you marrying a robot. I don't like that at all. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because Magneto's against prejudice. Yeah. yeah. Uh, except for in this case, but I always thought like the thing to clearly do, if you're the robot, can you, can you prejudiced against, against a toaster? I, well, I think he might call him a toaster. That's the thing. <laughs> um, but I think the thing to do is yeah. uh, vision should have just at one point, just like went to Magneto and just gone, Hey, by the way, I killed Hitler. And then Magneto goes, oh, we're cool then. This is the guy that killed Hitler. Yeah. Yeah, I was in a concentration camp. This guy killed Hitler. Yeah, I'm fine with him. Of course, marry him. Is he yes. this, Is he exactly the same character? Like, is he the human torch? Or do they just, like, change, just, like, start up vision and just... Like, they're actually the same thing? Okay, so... Because uh, the original human torch was a robot. I know that's a, that's a fact. He Well, uh, yes, he is a synthesoid. You can also call him an android, but he's really a synthesoid. Okay. Uh, um, and uh, oh, I'm and sorry, I started this. Okay, oh, go, on. go on. Yeah, this is where you get. And <laughs> then um, uh, when when uh, the Human Torch, as all these World War II uh, guys do, go into their comas, mm. um, the Mad Thinker 
okay. was a crazy mad scientist. Yeah, yeah. Uh, was, I think it was him or Ultron. I think it might have been both of them. Uh, decide to uh, make uh, make a new robot, and they go, "Oh, let's use him as the as the base." And so they use his body, and they create the vision out of his body. Ah. But but but. Uh, uh, someone goes back in time, I forget who it is, accidentally splits him in two so that the Human Torch, the original Human Torch, also exists now too. So the original Human Torch exists and the Vision exists. Um, and so that's a bit confusing. But uh, yeah, the Vision was made out of the Human Torch. He doesn't have his personality. He's got the personality of a character called Wonder Man uh, who was dead at the time, uh, but they used his brain uh, patterns uh, with him, but then Wonder Man came back to life. Oh boy, what a mix-up! <laughs> and uh, they've had really embarrassing. Oh my gosh, no one stays dead. Why doesn't anyone understand this? <laughs> what a uh, uh, and yeah, and then uh, yeah, Human Torch and sorry, the uh, Vision and the Scarlet Witch got married. They had some kids, but it turned out the kids were fake. Um, turned out that uh, she kind of made them up uh, with her powers, and uh, you know, because she couldn't have kids, and so she made them up. But then it turned out that those kids uh, then became real kids anyway, and now those kids are part of the Young Avengers. And uh, one of them is in a uh, same-sex relationship, and uh, uh, they're swell. Their name is Wiccan, and the other one is named, uh, I think, he's dating Hulkling, and then there's another one who's like uh, a speedster or some such. So anyway, there's that. <laughs> That's the nerdy uh, <laughs> right around the block. Uh, I'm just enjoying it all. It's so silly. Now, Dave, are you saying to me you didn't know Magneto was Scarlet Witch's uh, father because you thought it was the Wizard and and uh, Miss America? Well, that was the original assumption: was the Wizard and Miss America were <laughs> Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver's parents. Yeah. Then you found out, no, sir, Bob, they were uh, Magneto's. Unfortunately, then uh, in the movies, uh, they kind of went, "Well, I don't know what we're doing with that," and it all got all messed up. Hmm. Yeah, that's a that's a character you don't hear much of anymore. The Wizard. No, because he's not allowed on the subway systems in New York. Though he a... did mm-hmm. uh, show up yep. in um, second season of Jessica Jones, I believe, either second or third season of Jessica Jones. Oh, yeah, he was. Uh, he showed up for help. She didn't believe that he had powers. He was kind of a chubby fella. Yeah, and then uh, he was chased by somebody, and he just went really, really fast. And, oh, uh, I did see. I didn't watch hardly any of season two and i did see that that's that's good good for me yeah and he got his powers from uh mongoose blood because <laughs> they had to do a blood transfusion and they didn't oh, have any people dear. but they apparently had a lot of mongoose yeah so uh they replaced his blood with mongoose blood and as, then as he, one does yeah one does and he got uh powers and he's fine and then he married miss america whose power was to fly mm. um and who is one of those characters uh, in uh, the Marvel and DC world who has the same name as another character in the other world. So there's two Miss Americas. There's a Marvel and DC Miss America, much like with the Scarecrow, much like with Captain Marvel up until recently. Huh. Wow. Yeah. Well, thanks for that. What a, what a deep welcome. dive. I, I guess I started it by bringing up, I don't know. Yeah. What, oh, Joe, you brought up Joe Sinnott. So no, you started it. You started yeah. it. I'm blaming and you. And now we've got nothing more to talk about. <laughs> we really have run out of things. I feel like I feel like we're in a cul-de-sac, and I, I don't know where to go from here. Uh, yeah, this is, you know, it's funny. Listing oh, more sorry. soda pops. Go ahead. Oh yeah, you got a soda pops. I was just gonna oh, say, yeah. um, I was gonna say you, you, um, it's Friday. Oh, starting to rain out. Oh well, TGIF. <laughs> yeah, it's I was it's. It's interesting because uh, it's a it's a good day for me in terms of work. I've talked about this before. It's it's a short day. We got off at two thirty, so it's nice. Like I should be at work right now, but I'm not. I still have like another twenty minutes, twenty three minutes of of 
at this time I'm, I'm talking of uh, labor ahead of me, but nope, I've uh, I'm home. But what's interesting is because when summer comes or when summer, when the, you know, holiday season begins, it's just forget about taking the freeway. It's just forget <laughs> about it. It's just yeah. it's, not only is it busy with people like with their jobs, it's also busy with people who aren't going to jobs. It's just everyone, everyone's on the freeway all at once. And so like today I, I didn't even check my phone actually. I just on a whim decided I wasn't going to go on the freeway and I would just take the long way home and just kind of drive the scenic route. And so I went that way. I went, uh, left my work, went down through Fort Langley and then along the river, got stopped by a big giant train. So I had to sit wait, and wait for a train to go by. And it was quite a, it was a very long train. Holy cow. All containers. So I thought, well, oh. at least, at least the economy is booming. But, uh, which is fine. I had a book with me. So I just sat and read the book, read a book while I was waiting for that. And then it moved on and we all kind of carried on. And then I came up and then, oh, there's a huge wait at the the light near the freeway to get. So I had to wait there for a while. But once again, I had my book. So I just read my book while I was waiting. And then carried on. And then I was driving over the overpass and I looked along the freeway and it was just like parking lot, both directions. <laughs> so boy, I'm glad, I, I'm glad I did not go that way. Holy cow. So that was good. I felt better. Whew. It was kind of a long uh, drive, but it was it was better than going, doing that. There was just a doorbell. I've got to go answer it. So, okay, sure. Uh, talk about things about me you like for uh, a couple of seconds. All right, I will. Things I like about Ian. I can't. I can't think. Oh, now now the pressure's on. I. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm just gonna edit this part out. Everybody. I'm not gonna talk about Ian behind his back. That would be unfair. Wow, it's like like I was there. Exactly. What What was that? Huh? What was, what was oh, it? Was my uh, sister-in-law? Oh, she showed up to oh, okay. do some errands with uh, my wife. So oh, okay, I had to let her in because uh, it's raining outside, and it's wrong to make people wait outside in the rain <laughs> while you do your podcast and just list your favorite Joe Sinnott books. <laughs> what are your Joe, favorite Joe Sinnott books? Uh, my favorite Joe Sinnott. Oh, thank you for thank you for asking, Dave. Uh, <laughs> that would be oh, I had it right up here. Okay. Uh, would be uh, Fantastic Four number one ninety one. Uh, that is uh, the the FF resign. It was the first one I bought. Okay, and it's, it's so I like went. Well, what's this all about? And it's them just going, we quit. Yeah, and them leave. Uh, and it was drawn by George Perez, who I was liking on other books. Yeah, and Joe Sinnott was the uh, inker, and uh, it was uh, it was quite good. It has them walking. Uh, the cover has them walking on a newspaper that's uh, FF resign. And uh, they're walking off on the paper, and the Human Torch is on fire and doesn't set the... Oh, does he set the paper on fire? No. Wait, maybe. Could be. Yeah, I think he does. Oh. Good for him. Uh, <laughs> and uh, and they're walking away. And I went, oh, that's interesting. And the next couple of issues were all them having individual uh, adventures trying to get their lives together. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds pretty good, actually. It's pretty good. And it all led up to the 200th issue uh, where they, uh, they go and they fight Dr. Doom. Hmm. And uh, Doctor Doom's uh, Latveria has been taken over, and uh, they gotta they gotta help him because the Freedom Fighters were worse than Doom. Oh no, they weren't good at their jobs. So uh, <laughs> that was the deal. Oh, yeah, that's interesting. Uh, um, I don't think I have a favorite Joe Sinnott book, but I just one other thing about Joe Sinnott. I noticed in a picture of him that mm -hmm. he was a World War II veteran. So I thought that I thought oh, that that's a uh, that generation is disappearing. Because it's yeah. interesting, there's that whole generation of comic book artists as well. There, all of them fought in the war, and then they got out, and they and then they went to art school on the GI Bill, right? Obviously, some sort of way of some sort of grant that was given to people who bought in order for them to like get education to get a life going after the 
after spending four years out of all society and which is pretty tough, right? You're like just that four, four, let's, let's say four years. I'm, and I'm not exactly sure how long, but you know, America got into the war in 41. So I would assume that's about when it would start and to 45 when it ended. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so you, you just like lost four years of your life. So you're just kind of like plucked out of life. You go through this horrible, horrifying experience and you're just like thrown back into life. And it's like, all right, you know, Think of a job and then go study and do it. And so, yeah, so there's all those, all those, uh, like, Wollywood yeah. and, and, uh, well, just everyone. Anyone you well, can I, think of in that time period, practically all of them served in the war to some. In, yeah. So, uh, the reason, the reason I was just wanted to look something up here mm. was, uh, because it was just, uh, hearing about the GI Bill and how, uh, it was basically, it was, it was great if you were coming back from the war and you were white. And if you were black, n- no dice. Oh, is that right? Yeah, it was. It was. Um, it, the law was designed to accommodate Jim Crow, uh, and uh, so you had things like you know uh, you're supposed to be able to get uh, low low cost mortgages and low interest loans and financial support, and this yeah, was all yeah. stuff that was guaranteed to you, but they they just wouldn't give it to to people of color. They just wouldn't. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, uh, they got a thing here where like in the New York and Northern, uh, New Jersey suburbs, for example, uh, 67,000 mortgages were insured by the GI bill, Yeah. but less than a hundred were taken out by non-whites. And that's because they just wouldn't give it to them. So, you know, mm-hmm. you were promised this and they did not get it. So it's, it's the GI bill is aces and a, it's all swell, but there is a, a dark side to it of how uh, America really kind of screwed uh, a lot of the soldiers over on that. Sorry well, to bum you out. Well, that's fine. Sorry gloomy, to be that guy. Gloomy Gus. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it is interesting, though. Like, uh, there's a book by Bill Malden who drew uh, a kind of famous newspaper strip for during the war for Stars and Stripes. And when he came back, he became an editorial cartoonist. And there's a cartoon by him of, like, GIs, and these aren't black GIs, obviously, but white GIs sleeping under a sleeping under a bridge, like just homeless. Yeah. And you're like, wow. But I guess that was a problem then. I mean, there's so many people returning that there's just like no way to accommodate all of them. And I guess it even got worse if you were uh, black people, you know, black people who had fought in the war. Or in, yeah, uh, and if you if, tried to get to, into college, they just mm. wouldn't take you. And then if you tried to get into a black Well, they college, wouldn't. I was going to say no, a black college, yeah. I was going to say they no, wouldn't, no, wouldn't, wouldn't have taken you anyway, black, but yeah, yeah. No, the black colleges couldn't take you either because there were so many people applying. Mm. So, you know, most of the people couldn't get into those either yeah. because they were full. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's great to have have this, but you can't use it. And uh, yeah, there was a John Stewart was talking about this uh, this week a little bit, uh, kind of while he was promoting his film about how that kind of made some of this discrepancy in America is that this was the this was the time period that uh, white America kind of built equity. And yeah, uh, yeah, for sure. And they and uh, Black America never got a chance to do that. Mm-hmm. And so then, when you get to you know the seventies or, or what have you, you look and go like, well, I guess th- it didn't work hard enough. It's like no, it's nothing to do with that. Yeah, just like you know, it's like it's like you talk about with your parents and uh, buying a house. Yeah, and like you know, you just bought a house back then. Mm-hmm. So like you know, y- your parents can look at you and just go, why don't you just get a house? <laughs> should, well, I guess you should have got a house. Yeah, yeah but. But you know. yes, it's a lot different. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like my parents got a house for you know, uh, my, my dad was the only person working in the family, and you know, you could afford a house with a with less than a year's salary, and you know, now it's like no, <laughs> not even not even close to well, that. Well, not quite not quite that, but 
it was because of inflation. If you bought pre-inflation, you you were soon making you know as much or if not more than you paid for your house. It just depends where you bought in in that in that uh, curve, right? So well, I do remember because my dad told me this. So mm-hmm. like he was. He bought he bought his house in I think sixty three. There you go. In a suburb of Montreal. Pre inflation, yeah, yeah. Right. Got it for I think it was sixty five hundred dollars. Sure. And he was making, I believe, nine thousand dollars. Oh really? Year. Oh wow. Yeah, which is pretty it was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah. So like I can't think of like, you know, even at like the time that I was doing my mm-hmm. best. Yeah. You know, going like, okay, so you know, of buying a house for the amount that I was making in that year. Yeah. 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 No, but no. But uh, you got a house. And then because <laughs> you got a house, you can get another house. And you get another house, you can get another house. And things get a little better and then so on and so forth. But you got to get that first house. Yeah. You got to get that first one. And uh, if you don't have that, then uh, yeah. Boopity boopadoo. Well, that's it. I mean, that's why when I got my first, like, when I worked in the fishing boat and just got paid like a big clump of money, I immediately just bought a place. Because that's that's just like I'll never have this big wad of money in my pocket again. Like not nothing like this will ever happen to me again. So let's. You went to the real estate agent and said, "Hi, I've got a big wad." Anyway, uh, well, sir, we're a real estate agent. I'm like, oh, I want to get a house. Oh, okay, (laughs) with your money. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay, that's good. All right, that's fair and fair. They should have been more up on 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 slang. I blame I blame the real estate agent, not myself, for the misunderstanding. <laughs> my wife just came into the room to get her wallet. Oh, you were keeping it. You're keeping it safe from her. Well, you know, you can't. You can't let people have their wallets. They're gonna spend, <laughs> no, they're going to spend money. No, how else am I going to get a big wad? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> and that makes me want to have some big league chew. Really? Mm, no, <laughs> no, nothing would make nothing would make you want to do that. Although I did like the gum that came with with the opichi gum that came with the playing with the hockey cards thrown us. No one else liked it. It could, well, it cut, could cut your mouth. Yeah, off, it right? could cut a person in half that gum. But I you still like a nice bloody mouth is what you like. I, you know what? Like, I like things that are a little stale. That's what okay. it is. That's what it is. Like I'm not really a big fan of like cheese puffs. I'm more of a Hawkins cheesies guy. But, sure, sure. But if we have if we have like cheese puffs, I want them two days after the bag was opened. Okay. That, that's to me when they're best. When you bite down on it and it just kind of like t- turns into a piece of foam in your mouth, cheese foam. I, I just love that. I don't know what it is. I just love that. No, no. I think there's it. also something very Canadian about the love of Hawkins. Uh, oh, no. I'm not talking yeah. about Hawkins. I'm talking about like Hawkins is, you know, obviously it's great on its own. I'm just talking about like if, if I do have like cheese puffs that aren't, that are the, you know, the kind of airy, oh, I see what you're the saying. airy ones, not the, not the hard crisp ones like Hawkins. Those ones I, I like. Only like a, I don't only like them a couple days after the bag was open. I don't like them right away. I could care less about them. But then once the bags, once they've got a little stale, oh, that is the best to me. <laughs> I don't know what it is. It's weird. But yeah, Hawkins oh, cheesies are the best. And that is yes, you're right. That is very Canadian. Hawkins cheesies. I uh, I was just looking up Big League Chew because mm. I was going like, did they have a grape flavor? I remember it being grape. And yes, they did. They had a grape flavor. They okay. had your traditional uh, flavor. I only remember Can- traditional. Yeah traditional and uh they had another one that was uh, colored green mm. what flavor was that uh was it watermelon it was not watermelon no okay uh was it i don't want to th- it wasn't mint right it was not mint no so sir. i'm gonna because i thought that seemed too obvious so i'm gonna uh green green that's right neon green neon green yep was it was it the flavor 
I don't know what it was. <laughs> what was okay. it? It was sour, sour apple. Oh, sour apple. That sounds terrible. Yeah, it sounds really awful. Yeah. That's one of those things where you're like, oh, that sounds pretty good. And then you're chewing it and you're like, oh, what was I thinking? Yeah. Oh, you know I... how you like a nice sour apple and you like just chewing it for a long time? <laughs> you know? like, hey, hey, you got any apples? Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Not the good tasting ones. You got any uh, real sour apples? And, and, and can you make them really chewy? Like I really got to like work it for a, like an hour. That's the one I want. Give me that. <sighs> Delicious. Nice. Nice. Oh, you had bubblegum flavor and grape. Those two delicious flavors. Why did I get this? <laughs> what was I thinking? I, you know what? I thought it would be watermelon flavored. I don't know why. I don't know why green made me think of watermelon, but I thought it would be water watermelon flavored. Watermelon had a like a big push. Like I remember in yeah, uh, Bubba. In, yeah, I remember in school that was the that was the gum you could smell a mile away. Like if one kid in your class was chewing that, yeah, immediately. <laughs> the whole room just stunk of it, and the teacher yeah, yeah. would be, "Hey, <laughs> who's chewing gum? Chewing. Yeah, who's chewing gum? Because he's a pirate." I don't so, think I ever would have dared to chew gum in class. One of the first things when I went to school when I was five, yeah. uh, I learned. I was like, "What's school like?" And I asked, uh, and I asked an older kid, and said, "Like, what do you do and what do you don't do?" And yeah. I was told, "Yeah, you don't chew gum." Oh, like, got it. it. That's good. Don't chew gum. Got yeah. it. And then the other one was she went, whatever you do, oh, whatever you do, don't whistle. <laughs> he gets so mad at you for whistling. So mad. In the class, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I guess so. Yeah. But I just heard like is that this was the most verboten thing you could do. <laughs> sure. It would be like saying fucking church. <laughs> like it would be like the worst thing you could do. Yeah, yeah. So, so for my first – Okay, well, my first day at school, I thought my I thought my mom got eaten by an octopus, so that was a separate situation. Yeah, but the but the but from that point on, when I kind of went, oh, okay, I understand how this works. Uh, I, I was so tempted to whistle. God, I wanted to whistle so much. Like just just in <laughs> class, you're like about to go. Oh no, I almost whistled. <laughs> and I guess like I would thought like you just get kicked out of school for forever. Yeah, like that'd be the end of it. Yeah. Uh, if you dared, dared whistle. I think I saw a kid whistle at some point. I was like, oh, he doesn't know. You wanted to, you wanted to test boundaries, hey? Yeah, I guess so. I, it's good to know what the one thing you can't do is. And it's like, all right, all right. I can do anything else, but I can't whistle. Fair enough. Huh. No, I was never even, I never heard that as a bad, a bad thing. Do you remember your first day in school? No, I don't. Okay. I don't. Do you remember kindergarten at all? Um, I remember stories of it and I don't know if it's just because they are well-worn stories that I have told over time. Like I do remember getting a spanking right. in kindergarten. I do remember my disastrous attempt to tie my shoe or tie a shoe, not my shoe, but a shoe, uh, because I was the first kid to learn how to tie a shoe. But it was a, um, when I told the teacher that she goes, oh, well here, you have to show me on this boot. It was like a, it's like a. It's like a wooden, like a, like a little old lady who lived in a shoe toy with an actual lace on it. And then okay, I, was, I think I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, All right. Yeah, and so I was supposed to tie this. But of course, I had learned to tie my own shoe. I hadn't learned to tie other people's shoes. So she turned it facing, like laces facing towards me. Oh, no, it's backwards. Yeah, sir. and so then I started doing it, and then I got all messed up. Oh. And then she got mad at me. She's like, oh, you don't know what you're doing, and she took it away. Oh, jeez. I know. <laughs> so I was That's like the last one. I was the last person to demonstrate my shoe tying ability after that. I just was like, oh, forget it. That's just too scary. 
But yeah, I was I was on a swing, and I remember because I was singing um, "Who's Afraid of the Big Bad Wolf" at the top of my lungs, and I was on my my neighbor's swing. I was I could their their um, backyard, their their fence was uh, connected to our backyard, so we. And then we had... you stop swinging. You go. He's right behind me. I slowly came to a stop. No, I noticed that my shoelace was untied, ah. and so I I hopped off the swing, and I just and of course up to this point. When your shoelace was untied, you had to go through the tedious process of going home and then getting your mom to tie her shoe for you. So then you go back outside and play because you were too dumb to know how to tie your own shoe because you're a dumb kid. So then I was like, I don't want to do that. So I just like hunched down and just went, did it. Like I just, I mean, I've been obviously been practicing. My mom was trying to get me to do it because it was obviously also probably very tedious for her to have to come downstairs and tie mm-hmm. kids shoes all, all, all day long. So, so, you know, I just, without even thinking about it, it's like, you know, loop, loop, done it. Oh, I was like. I tied, I tied my shoe. I was so, I was so excited. I ran home, told my mom that I'd done it. She was excited. And then I went to school and I was all excited. And then the teacher turns, turns his boot thing around the wrong way. And I was just like, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. Why I, don't you try driving your car backwards, uh, teacher? <laughs> yeah. So it was one of those oh, things no, where you... I want you to straddle the seat backwards. Now reach your arms behind you and now drive this car. Can you do that? No. Oh, I guess someone can't drive a car. Die, die. And so on and so forth. <laughs> exactly. So, and then when you're a little kid, you're, you just don't, it doesn't occur to you to say to this adult, could you like turn it the other way so that I'm, it's like a shoe or could I just show you on my own shoe and not on this dumb boot on a table? So yeah. Anyway, all those questions that I never thought to ask because I was a little kid who'd also gotten a spanking from this teacher. So. All right. Well, I don't like your teacher. Um, you know what? I want to think about it. She was actually, wasn't like an old lady. She was a young person. Mm. I don't know why she was so crabby. Like, what I like, what I like about this is, yeah, she's still alive. That's good. <laughs> I don't know, right? Possibly. Probably, probably Possibly. have these memories. Yeah. yeah, no, she is. So you got these, you got these memories, and uh, you know, it's like, oh, this teacher did this stuff. I wish I could have a word with them. And then you go like, well, they're long since dead. There's nothing you can do. You got to yeah. like argue with their ghost. But then you go like, she was a really young woman at the time. Say, this is a pot. There is a chance. Yeah, you can. Uh, uh, just go up to her at some point and just go, hey, you want to see something? And then you just bend down and you tie your shoe. And you just like give a, give a firm <laughs> nod. That you are. And you don't say who you are. You don't say what the relationship is. You don't say the history. And then you go from there. That would be great. I come, off, I come off looking great. Okay, I just want to yeah. interrupt this just for a second. It's to say that okay, in our backyard we have a cherry tree. And it has kind of a deep hole that, it, that it's planted in. And right now one of the chickens is in the hole like scratching away and, and looking for bugs and it's just the greatest thing i've ever seen oh that's good okay i thought you're gonna have to do a chicken cherry rescue oh no no she's just looking great okay anyway so do you but do you remember your first day of school could i just say this before we get on oh yeah uh, uh we have a cherry tree in our backyard as all canadians apparently have to yeah yeah it's required and and, and uh pia went out it's it's about time to, to get the cherries down right okay so uh pia de- built a device for that for getting the higher ones up we're oh, gonna cool. have to do that very cool. shortly but uh we were sitting on the on the porch uh and uh and saw a raccoon go into the tree and she's like i gotta shoot the raccoon away because he's gonna eat all the cherries <laughs> yeah because we've got we got two two cherries uh um swipers we got uh, the crows yes They'll take the cherries and then they'll take them to uh, a gutter that's nearby and they'll drop them in the gutter and then they'll just smash their faces into the cherries like really hard. And they'll, <laughs> and they'll have their cherries and uh, really enjoy it. 
And then the uh, raccoon just goes up and like just starts picking cherries. No, and toss. No, and toss. <laughs> like well, just eat the cherries, you raccoon. I can't wash go, them. Yeah, sorry. Can you go through? You go through garbage. Well, he can wash them because we actually have a bird bath. Oh. So like, just go wash them in the bird bath, you snob. <laughs> well, then why are you getting them now when there's no puddles around? Ugh. So anyway, Pia Pia goes like, I'm gonna shoo him away. Yeah. So she goes down to shoo him away, but every time she goes like, shoo, come on. Get out of here, you go. He's he's so young, and he would do something so cute. He would just like be <laughs> gone, like, and it's just like, no, get out of here. And they just reach up and like, and like basically pointed to himself and go, me? Oh, me? oh no, I'm just gonna get a cherry. And it's just so cute. Everything yeah. he did was like ridiculously adorable. Till we just like threw up our hands and just went, well, we can't do anything about this. It's just too. It's just too freaking cute. He's earned his cherries. Done. Fine. Let him. Let him. Let him indulge. He'll be fine. He is, so, the, uh, he is the normal of raccoons. I will. I will talk to you about my first day at school. But okay. Uh, what are you, you going to do with your cherries? Oh, these. This tree is too young to. Uh, okay. To be be. Uh, and one in our front yard is merely ornamental cherries, which is the most frustrating thing in the world. Oh. But we do have, and we have a plum tree in our backyard, and it is the stingiest plum tree I've ever known. It does not give up plums. And then, but we have another tree that grew mysteriously in our backyard. It just kind of took root and, and carried on. And it makes these delicious little cherry sized plums mm. that are really good. You know, it is like, and the seeds are small too, right? So it's it's like, it might even be like a plum cherry. I don't know. They're, they're, they're a little different, but they're, it's really good. So, but those aren't ready yet. Those, those uh, aren't coming yet. They'll come later. Yeah. So far, we've made muffins because we had just a couple. Okay. So we made, uh, yeah, we made some muffins with uh, cherries and then some uh, slivered almonds on top. Those were quite good. Uh, I don't think we'll have enough for a pie, so I think we're going to have to go uh, tarts. Mm. So we're going to we're going to attempt some cherry tarts because I, I don't really know what else to do with cherries, but I definitely don't want to waste them. They're good. Yeah. So you do, you know, you eat a couple, but you gotta you gotta make something. So yeah, if you can, uh, make, a, by you the can way, make like a cherry strudel. Okay, that's a good idea. Listen, I'm gonna. I'm sorry to be like going early with this, but if anyone out there, and this isn't necessarily a question of the week, but yeah. it could be, uh, what's a good use for cherries? What do I do with these? Uh, you gotta let me know uh, right quick, uh, and I'll uh, and I'll I'll do the thing. And if I make the thing that you're talking about, I'll take a picture of it and go, eh, uh, give it a shot. <laughs> cool. Okay, my first day at school. I've mentioned this before, but you uh, do you, you do remember it, hey? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's here's what happened. Hmm. So I I was very excited. Uh, so uh, I'm like, oh boy, school. Um, so, again, like you, I was upset that I was going to be missing some prices right. <laughs> I didn't say that. Well, you like the prices right. Didn't you like the prices right? And so school was getting in the way of the prices right. I thought we had this talk. Um, okay. Hmm. No, so I, was I, was, a, I was more of a, more of a, of a kid's, more of a Sesame Street guy. Than a fair enough. Right I, I just wanted to get to see prices right. By the way, yeah. how I learned math was prices right more than school. Okay. So uh, so I get to so we get to the school my mom's takes me as you do and uh, and as we're walking in I look and there's a giant thing of graffiti on the uh, in front of the doors uh, steps leading up to the doors and uh, and I read it out loud because by gosh I've learned to read and I say very loudly, "Hey, that says fuck." Wow. <laughs> my mom tells me, "Shh. Yeah. Don't say that." And like it's very mad, and the people around me look disgusted at what I've said. And I learn well. That was the first thing I shouldn't read. 
<laughs> so reading reading has consequences and I shouldn't read. I go I go uh, by the way a little bit later on I think it was like the next day there's a Dr. Doolittle book that's there oh. and I can read it. Yeah. And uh and the and the girl who's next to me uh is like going through it she can't read and she's just making up things with like the pictures. Yeah. And she's and then the doctor says this and this and this and this and this. And so I say to her, "Oh no, no, no. It says da 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 da." da, da. And I get told by the teacher, don't be rude. So two for two, um, <laughs> my skills at reading make me an asshole <laughs> at school. So there. Uh, but what I remember is uh, we go in and there's uh, ginger snaps. And I'm like, oh, there's cookies at school every day. Good to know. No, never again. The only day I've ever had cookies at school. So that was a lie. Yeah. That was a just get you in. They really fix you out there fucking trick gotcha and then and then there was a, a moment where uh uh they they had one of those uh, sliding um walls collapsible walls and they did it way too dramatically now that i'm thinking about it yeah. uh where they took the parents and they said say goodbye to your parents say goodbye to them and for some reason i thought that meant i'll never see them again <laughs> say goodbye to them yes you know because uh, i never said like goodbye to my mom in the day i was like you know i might say you know i love you i love you bye. have a good time but it wouldn't be like goodbye, mother. It just it seems like wrong. So so she goes behind the, uh, the 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 thing, and they slide it slowly, too slowly, frankly, uh, all the way till the end. And I got the thought in my head: there's an octopus back there, and they've all been eaten. And I just I just I just played that scenario in my head of just like, yep, they've all been eaten. The octopus. But an odd. I don't, an I don't have. Yeah, I don't have a mom anymore. My mom was just eaten by an octopus. Okay, and then and then we go back to back to class. And the first thing they do is they show a movie, and it's a silent movie about oh. uh, about kids in a, uh, a zoo. Yeah. By the way, if anyone knows what this film is, let me know. Uh, it's kids in a zoo, and uh, they're. I think one kid is told, "Don't make paper airplanes," and he makes a paper airplane, and he flies the paper airplane. And the paper airplane goes into a cage with a gorilla. That's all I remember about that. But I went like, hey, we get to watch movies and have cookies. I'm sorry my mom got eaten by an octopus. But uh, (laughs) aside from that, this seems uh, pretty good. And I must remember, never show that you can read. (laughs) But I liked liked most of it. I hated napping. Napping was the worst. You're so hyped up. And then it's like, lie on the ground. And then you just start to get like relaxed. Get up. (laughs) What's this torture? This is just torture. It always was. It was like, okay, now I'm starting to go to sleep and get up. <laughs> yeah, that was that was weird. It's hard to explain to people the idea that we had to bring our own towels to school from home so that yeah. we, we'd lay our towels out on the floor so we could have nap time. But mm-hmm. I didn't actually nap. I just laid on my towel, which is fine. No one did. You were a kid. You just lie there staring at the ceiling with your eyes open wide, <laughs> trying to be still. You know? It's like practice for a horrible future where, you know, case, you know, something horrible. Um, yeah. So are you telling me like when uh, your girls didn't went to school, they didn't have to bring towels and lie on the ground and nap? No, they did not. I know it's hard to believe, but they still went when it was a uh, half day because now it's a full day. I can't even imagine what kindergarten teachers do with kids for a whole day. Kindergarten, ugh, what a horrible, what a horrible experience that must be now. Wow. Even for the kids too, like, oh, just going to school all day long right away. Ugh. At least we kind of got broken in, right? You kind of you went for half a day and then he escaped. But now it's like all day long. 
But it's funny, I was actually thinking about it. I do remember my first day more vividly because what was interesting about it was at like when I went to school there were still catchments. So you had a you had a you know, you had a um a school that you had to go to. And what was interesting is that for my first day of school, uh I was in a different catchment than all my friends. Mm. So um basically my all my friends, their houses ran at a ninety degree angle to my street. And we shared we shared backyards, and so and I would just we would play together all the time, and that that was my friend group. I didn't know any, honestly, I didn't know anybody, even people who lived like across the street from me or a little bit down the street. I didn't know them at all. Oh, like I just didn't know them because I didn't play with them. They were like from a different neighborhood almost to me because I guess my our lives must have really must have really been based around our backyards. Yeah, you know, and so that's that was you know. And that was probably good for our parents, too, because they didn't have to think about what we are doing. We just were uh, in people's backyards playing, and we, they could hear us. We knew we were safe. Although, I still wandered a lot as a kid. But um, but then school started, the first day of kindergarten, and I, instead of going to Hillcrest like my friends, I went to Monday Park Elementary School, which was and uh, probably the same distance, but just I didn't know anyone. Like, I got to school. I didn't know a single person in the classroom. I was in like a weird part of the neighborhood because I wasn't, I didn't know, it wasn't like a part of, you know, that area that I ever went to. Mm-hmm. And it just was weird. And that was one day of that. And of course I came home and I'm sure if I kept going, I would have made friends, but I really, it was just kind of like a lonely day of not very much. And then I came home and then for whatever reason, the school district moved the catchment. They moved it down like two blocks. And so... Me and a bunch of other people who lived on that side of, of me, they on the I guess, south side, they all we all went to Hillcrest then, and we didn't go to Monday Park. So suddenly oh. the next day I'm I'm in school with my friends. It was very strange, and it feels like it was the next day. It may have been a week. I don't really know for sure, but it was just a weird thing where suddenly they're like, "Oh, we've changed our mind. The catchment starts here." And so, <laughs> so <laughs> in those days, you know, now now they have like this this kind of phony idea that, that we're free to choose what schools we want to take our kids to, blah, 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 right? Which really all that does is, once again, like talking about privilege, all it does is just help people with privileges and people who aren't privileged just end up going to schools that are underfunded and stuff because, you know, all the everyone's going to other schools. People who can afford to go to different to better schools will drive their kids there and people who are left behind just get the... the and now, and because schools aren't funded as a school, like when we went to school, schools got like this set amount of money, you know, and here you are, here's your budget, you know, do what you want with it. Nowadays, schools get paid per child. And so they'll say they get $500 per kid. So then you each, so if you can't keep up your school population, you can't afford things for your school. You can't, you know, you have to pay your teachers, you have to pay your administration, you have to pay your, your support staff and things like that. Right. And then out of that, out of what's left, then you're like, well, we Okay, we can maybe buy some books for the library. We can uh, buy some sports equipment. You know, uh, how about some computers? Oh, oh no, 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 <laughs> no computers. No, 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 no. Or we'll be lucky if we can buy a couple of books. Like I actually uh, served on the school budget committee when I was when Mary was in school. They decided that they should have parents involved in it, which was a good idea actually because it was a real eye opener. But it should have been like something that everyone took part in, or at least were aware of how it worked because it was just it was basically just like moving around pennies once you like paid off all the major expenses you know the teachers and everything else there was very little money left and you could see like well this is just ridiculous like, there's just no way 
no way you can get ahead as a school because you're constantly behind what you need to be paying for, but you can't afford it because your money goes to pay for, you know, other things that are important. But the way that the the, the province, like, arranged, you know, uh, gave the budget, it was, like, just enough for a school. It was, like, no more. And so, yeah, it was... Uh, it was it was interesting. I feel like I feel like I don't know. I say we went to the school at the best time, but I feel like we went to school at a very good time. Uh, I mean, obviously we weren't there for the computers and all that kind of stuff, but just in terms of like opportunity in schools that weren't just only for academic kids, mm-hmm. we were there for at a really good time. You know, there were really well maintained and and really well equipped shop programs. Whether you're learning framing or you know car car mechanics or you know doing electric electrics or whatever all those things were all super well maintained you know uh possibilities and then there was like the graphic arts program there was a cooking program like there are all these things for people who weren't going to stream out in the academics you know which is really important because there's lots of people who just aren't academic students you know they don't excel academically you know they're not they're not you know, they're not auditory learners, they're not visual learners, they might be kinetic learners, and they need to be touching things. And, you know, they kind of naturally end up in the shop program and stuff like that, because that's how they learn. And that's where it's most applicable, you know. And, yeah, it's just, it just feels to me like the way they do it nowadays, it's just really, there's just not, I don't know, it's just wrong. It's all wrong. Like, you know, because when we went, when we went, we, you know, we, you went to elementary school, then you went to junior high, and then you went to the senior high school. And because you had this, you each each step had a f- fed into the next one. By the time you got to the senior high school, you you know so many kids from you know like, there was like three different junior highs that were feeding into our one high school, and so that high school could could have like a budget that could afford all that kind of opportunity. But now there's no senior high school; it's it's all just secondary school. So uh. secondary schools have to pay for you know all these programs from from seven seven or eight to to 12 and so not only do you have like a i think a scary thing for kids like when you went to junior high school grade 10s were scary mm-hmm. let alone grade 12s i can't even imagine going to school as a grade eight with grade 12s in a school like that it would be like you know like i remember being in the shop end of the school because i didn't realize you had to like go and go and like reserve your locker like a weird keener so when i when I ended up going to school my locker was like you know on the other end of the world from every other class I took, and I, I spent all day like lugging around all these books because it was just too much work and trouble to go down. But where my locker was was like in this kind of scary part of the school where there was all these like super adult-looking guys who were t- all yeah. these shop shop classes and stuff, you know. And, and when they fought, it was like two Tyrannosaurus Rexes like fighting, while I was like a small rodent creature, you know, trying to like avoid, you know, what was happening. You know, while I could steal their eggs, and then, <laughs> and then, uh, but but yeah, like that. But I just like now, so yeah, I just kind of imagine what it would have been like. like. That was I was grade eleven. I felt like I was so young compared to these grade twelve guys. I had really, honestly, I can't even count comprehend what grade eight to twelve would feel like. Just like it just seems so so adult. Like just yeah, and they're not adults, but it would, they would seem so much more adult than us. I know if you look at them now as an adult looking at those. Oh kids, yeah, of course. Like you you walk by you you walk by like a high school now and just go like oh yeah. 
but but the, yeah, they look like as as I think you've said before, you know, big ZZ Top beards. It's like what's going on? <laughs> I know, like where it's like Sasquatches walking around. <laughs> like, I often wonder, like these guys like fail a couple of grades. Is that why they're so like they feel really physically? Yeah, if you breathe in like too many wood chips, do you get like really <laughs> older and strong? <laughs> what happens? But do you do you remember like the shop? I mean, people would bring their cars to school to get repaired, which sure. is pretty amazing. And then they would build like that upper story of a house every year it would like of they would. it's crazy it would appear every year and I would, they, you know. make, uh, they make grandfather clocks for fun that's their warm-up <laughs> their warm-up is making a grandfather clock yeah which I mean, to it's... Me, it's just like well that'd be 20 years of my life making a grandfather clock no we did that in the morning <laughs> done okay let's fix a real car yeah. like we're men like okay fine yeah. was there was there ever a woman in those classes ever do you remember ever seeing a woman in like sh- a shop class? Like, well, I, yeah, I do actually. Yeah. Okay, good. I'm glad to hear that. I yeah. don't at all. It was not. It was not super common, but uh, no, there were girls who did things that weren't the girls weren't supposed to do. We had a girl drummer, and you know, girls aren't drummers. There were girl singers. Yeah, and that <laughs> well, girl's name was Sheila E. <laughs> um, I'm getting that name right. You are. Just, it's only it's yeah. just an initial. I know, and I'm also trying to think like you know who's the drummer in the Go Go's. Ah, I can't remember. Oh yeah, no. I mean there. I mean obviously there were. I mean there's. I mean, I guess early earliest I can think of is the the group Fanny who had all girl band with the the girl drummer. Pretty amazing. I, had, I ended up a couple of things where I'm next to. Uh, I'm trying to get her name right. Jane Espison. Oh the, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, from but, the Go Go's. And, oh uh, no! And sorry, doing... Jane Espens is the writer for. Um, oh, sorry, thinking... that's wrong. Yeah. Jane Weedland is the. Jane uh, was the basis. Right. So Jane Jane Epson's, uh, was also there. This is not actually is true. Um, <laughs> good cover. Good way to cover up that. No, it is true. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, no, that's fine. That's good. That's all I'm uh, just complimenting you. Good job. Okay. Good job. We're good uh, recovery. But, uh, yeah, like so because she was working on a comic uh, with uh, my editor Bill Morrison. Okay. And so like occasionally we'd be in the same room, we're doing stuff, and you know you just do some jokey jokes and yeah, yeah. Some, some of them land and it's all fine. And then every so often you just want to like turn to her and go like, you were in the Go-Go's. And then you want to go like, you were in uh, Bill, and uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. <laughs> yeah, and then right. you want to go like, hey, you were, uh, <laughs> you, you, you were in ER. Do you know that? Do you know you were in ER? You were. Yeah, for quite a while. <laughs> it's interesting. I was watching another old movie a little while ago and she was in it and I was like, oh, that looks like Jane Weedlin. And then I was like, I watched the credits, and then uh, that was Jane Weedlin. Oh, wow. Yeah. She's one of those people with, like, a really interesting career, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know? And, I hope uh, that every time she spoke, you said, oh, your lips aren't really sealed. <laughs> yeah. Every time she said yeah. something. Good. And then if the joke Good. didn't work, I went, I'm going on holiday. And then I went off. <laughs> I, think they, I think that was one of their songs. I hope so. <laughs> That's right. I hope I'm not getting a Bangles song confused with it. Wait, wait. No, no. Holiday was Madonna. I think there was a vacation. No, there was another. There was a vacation. Do, 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 vacation. There was a vacation song and a holiday song. Well, Holiday was Uh, Madonna. No, you're right. You're right. I know I'm right. I'm just saying there should have been two hit songs. One vacation and one... Uh, forget there it. There was one was Madonna, and one was. No, I'm agreeing with you. We're not. We're not fighting over that. I'm fighting over are embarrassment. You, are you trying to say <laughs> good recovery? I'm trying to say you're correct. Bring up, bring tell tell this tell us that Jane Espenson told you that. Okay, I, I will. <laughs> I'll do exactly she, that. She misled you. She's the one who told you the Go-Go's at holiday. Oh, that man. damn Jane Espenson, Buffy writer. She was also in mm-hmm. Star Trek for the Voyage Home. Oh. Yeah, she was an alien communications officer. 
Well, I always yeah. like the scene in, in Star Trek The Voyage Home when uh, Spock picks up the bangles and they sing uh, going, going Down to Liverpool. Yes. So, that, yeah, but that's the bangles. It's, it's completely unrelated. I said to... the bangles, didn't I? Yeah, you did. Oh, okay. But I was really uh, going to have to blame Jane Espenson for that one. She also was an episode of Fraser. Oh. She sang in a choir, a uh, Fraser episode called They're Playing Our Song. Mm. Yeah. And, uh, oh, she was also in the uh, the Batman cartoon series. Oh. Yeah, she played one of uh, Bruce Wayne's girlfriends. Good for her. Good for her. Excellent. Okay, well, I'm, gl- I'm glad she's uh, doing well. And uh, her comic was pretty good, too. Cool. So, uh, so, so there, there you go. Uh, with the uh, just going back to school for one second. School, um, yes. Uh, one thing I didn't realize when I was at my first day of school, and I came home, and I was glad that my mom wasn't eaten by an octopus. It's um, <laughs> good discovery. So there was a bit of good news, bad news in this. One good news: still have a mom. Yeah. Excellent. Good, good news. Bad, bad news. Yeah. I asked, like, oh, that's great. So uh, what are we doing tomorrow? <laughs> oh, you go, you go tomorrow as well. Hmm. Okay. When? What? Then when? Well, you got to go the next day. Okay. So when does this end? And she took a deep breath, and uh, and explained to me, "Oh no, you're going to be going to school for all of kindergarten. It's going to be going to school till the summertime, like till the summertime." Okay. But then then it stops. Yeah. And then in the fall you go back to school. What? And I didn't understand that. It was like, okay, but how long do I go to school? And then she said, like, you know, you go until grade 12. And I could add. And I realized generally how long that would be. And it was like, you mean I'm in school forever? And I was like, yeah. Well, I don't like it that much. <laughs> right? Like, that doesn't seem like a place you want to be for that long. No. And then and then yeah. I think my dad uh, chimed in with, like, and then you go to college. Oh, my gosh. Oh, what's college? And it's like, well, college is like a school. But you get to choose the subjects that you want. And I didn't realize I don't get to choose the subjects in the school that I'm in now. So I'm like, I'm getting bad news about that. I'm like, so I got to learn stuff I don't want to learn? Yeah, until I get to learn stuff that I do want to learn like 12 years from now. Yes. And then you get like mm, two to four years of that. Oh, my gosh. And then I'm done with school. Well, yeah, because then you go to work. (laughs) Okay. But like work and then, yeah. Uh, it was just like, oh, they just laid out my life for me. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I just was going cold with like, oh, this sounds awful. <laughs> I, it's got to be a way out of this. And uh, yeah, so I was trying to figure a way out of that for uh, for many, many years. <laughs> Did not like that at all. Wow. It's like, well, you just go to school for the, like your whole day is gone for forever. Yeah, that's the plan. Just going to be there sitting in a little room, a little uh, little chair, and then maybe take a nap. And, but at least there's cookies every day. Wrong. <laughs> cookies were one day. <laughs> <laughs> that couldn't continue. They couldn't continue that part of it, but they could continue yeah. the school every day. And remember, if you read, yeah. people will tell you to shut up. So there you are. Don't like it. But we also had a bit of we had a bit of Jesus in there too because it was Catholic school. So. Ah. You know, there was uh, uh, Jesus with no questions. Mm. So uh, so we had it had a thing where they would say. Um, you know, how uh, if you're not baptized, you don't go to heaven. And this was in grade one. And this is where I asked them, but what if uh, what if you can't get baptized? And like, well, everyone can get baptized if they want to. And I had a pretty good debate <laughs> with them. I'm like, well, no, some people can't. Some people are in a part of the world where you can't get baptized. So what about them? Do they uh, do they not get to go to heaven? Because Or they're a different religion. 
So what about them? Well, everyone has the has the choice. <laughs> like, no, they don't. And I was basically told, shut up. <laughs> move, move along. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I hmm. if I was Stop. a if I was a fellow student, I would have been saying the same thing to you. Yeah, just, store this away. Just and, uh, shut up. Well, let's just get this over with. <laughs> it's not all. Yeah, I used to be. I used to be terrible at this, and uh, it's amazing that Lisa loves me because we took a, a anthropology class together, and the teacher was uh, he was a terrible question answerer. He's one of those people that you'd ask a question, it was all I needed was like, oh no, they go to the store, like that kind of answer, right? Mm-hmm. But no, he's got to like spend 50 minutes talking about it <laughs> it's so awful but i couldn't i couldn't resist asking i don't know what it was i don't know what it was he'd say does anyone have any questions and i bet you everyone halfway through this class half, halfway through the course was like don't ask dave <laughs> don't ask dave dave shut up don't ask dave and i'd be like yeah i was just wondering when blah 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 you know what and everyone must have been like Oh, why? Just before break, did you ask a question that's not going to take 15 minutes from an answer, and now we're going to miss our break? Way to go, Dave. Ugh. I don't know. I just couldn't help myself. It's so weird. I ha- I'm a curious guy, and both both meanings of the word, I guess. And also, teacher, uh, you forgot to give us homework. <laughs> it's okay, fellas. I reminded them. What chapters? I'm sorry. I'm being beaten up. What's that? I can't hear you. There's fists in my ears. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay. Oh, man. Can we do extra work? I'm sorry. I am being pummeled right now. I cannot. <laughs> You'll really have to speak up because I'm going to start screaming soon. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Thank you, teacher. Yeah, it's just a testament to, I guess, to how good looking I was in those days that uh, Lisa was still interested in me. Yeah. Because really, I was not I was not, not appealing in any other way. I'm just imagining, like, she's <laughs> sitting behind you and so mad. And then, like, you just turn around and, like, look insanely handsome at her. And she's just, oh, Dave. <laughs> oh, it's okay that you asked the teacher this question. We could have had a break and gone out for a bit and yeah. stretched our legs. And now we have to sit here and listen to him. Meanwhile, I'm over at Douglas College trying to get out of homework and just going, can I not do homework? Because my mother was eaten by an octopus when I was a child. <laughs> Did they believe it? Did they buy that? First, first day of kindergarten. First day of kindergarten. Yeah. Yeah. It's like Jules Verne said, the only thing worse than being eaten alive is being drank alive. Famous. famous now, to impression. be fair, he was talking about a giant squid. Yeah. But I think it's still, I think it's still legit. I think it's still legit. Anyway, so long story short, I was trying to get out of school for a very long time. <laughs> I was like, all right. I feel like this is my jail that I've got to escape from. And you can't hold me. You'll <laughs> never hold me. Fair enough. I tried to watch that movie. Which movie is that? The uh, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea? Yes, yes. The uh, the, the Disney one with, um, with uh, Kirk, Kirk Douglas? Kirk Douglas. Uh, and, Peter and his, Lurie. And his little banjo yeah. singing musical numbers? I think uh, ukulele, but yeah. Ukulele, sorry about that. Yeah, you're right. Ukulele. Yeah, plays yeah plays ukulele. Has Peter Laurie in it. Has uh, yeah. has James Mason. Sure. It's uh, but yeah, I don't know. I couldn't. I couldn't. Uh, I don't know. How many leagues should we go down? Twenty. <laughs> yes. We should go forty. <laughs> forty seems way too deep. How about thirty? Forty. Okay, we'll go forty. All right, fine. <laughs> Oh, squid, squid. Yeah. Is, is leagues actually a is leagues actually a measure of depth? I thought fathoms was the. 
Oh, this is a very good question. Oh, it's mess. This is a very good question. It's too late now. The movie's already been made. I no yeah, need to correct been, it. It's been made. No, you haven't missed a lot. I watched. Um, I, I I watched first of all the uh, the computer war tennis shoes, as uh, we've talked about. Yeah, yeah. Pretty pretty okay. Pretty okay. Yeah. C um, minus. C C minus. Okay, and then whatever the second one is, the Mister Now You See Him Now You Don't isn't available. That's not there. It's not there yet. Oh, what if what if it is and they just make it you can't see it? <laughs> oh, that'd be clever. Oh, that's very very on oh, so on clever. topic. What if I? Oh, jeez. I should I should see if they just hidden it because that would be very fun. But I but I I watched the strongest man in the world. Okay. Which is the end of the trilogy and really answers all the questions. I didn't bother with that one. Yeah, don't worry about it. Uh, but <laughs> but here's the weird bit about it yeah. is uh, Dexter you know how, Dexter yeah, O'Reilly. Incorrect. Incorrect, because yeah. uh, you're right that that guy's in it. Oh, Joe Smith is uh, in it? Oh, but Kurt Russell left. Kurt Russell did not leave, oh. re- technically. Oh. But Kurt, Kurt Russell sure leaves the movie, because he's not in it. Like, he's in it a bit at the beginning, like, yeah. hey, how's it all going? Great to see you. Okay. And then we go to the, then we have the Dean, and yeah. when the, the Dean actually uh, takes the strength potion, and does oh. all these stunts he's like let me show you yeah <laughs> and uh does his thing yeah. and th- but then like the bad guy there's two bad guys yeah. one is caesar romero yes of course and who's brought who's back again and and it, most of caesar romero's things are him trying to go up someplace high and almost falling and being legitimately <laughs> terrified like he's correct to be like he's it's not like he's a coward it's like this is a bad plan <laughs> And the bad guy is Phil Silvers. Oh, Phil Silvers. So, so you've got... Wait, he's the same as Joe Smith or whatever his name is. He's the same as he's the Dean. He's exactly the same. So it's Joe Smith and Phil Silvers. And so Joe Smith is, yeah, I got to do this. And then Phil Silvers is, oh, I don't know. <laughs> like, do the whole thing, right? It's just like two over-the-top cartoons. Uh, yeah, yeah. Where's Kurt Russell? He doesn't, he doesn't show up to like the very, very end. And then there's like a car chase. As you have to have in these things, like it all just leads up to a big car chase. Will he get to the TV studio in time to sh- demonstrate that he's got the powers so that the school can raise the money to? Well, who cares? Who gives a fuck? Who gives a fuck? That's right, because they're, no, they're not a they're not a state school, right? And no one mentions, mm-hmm. you know, first of all, you know that uh, you know, eh, I mean, it's all a waste of money. I don't like you guys. You're like, it's the dean's a jerk, but then we're rooting for the dean. Why we shouldn't? Um, but no one at the TV, you know, who's announcing the TV thing. Yeah. Now, you might remember Dexter as uh, the most brilliant person in the world. <laughs> you might remember him. Yeah. You also might remember him as the kid who can turn invisible. <laughs> yes. So perhaps he is in this room. Oh, and it looks like now he is the strongest person alive. Well, I guess he wins the, the school wins the award. And this isn't a national news story. And no one seems to care that this guy's got superpowers on the right. Ra- <laughs> um, are you still there? Yes. Oh, sorry. It sounded like a cutout. Sorry. Uh, 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 I was going to say, it's he doesn't turn invisible. He has a paint that turns him invisible. Okay. Like a spray. Like Remember, because they have like the kind of one of those sort of, like you would spray insecticide, the little, ch- little tube with the uh, barrel sure. on the bottom. And then it... ETs, yeah, uh, kind of thing. So they they would go, and then then they would turn invisible. Now, how does that film end? Does it not? I end with I do not know. I, I'm just waiting for it to show up on on. Does it, they can't put all the classics on at the same time, right? Okay. Well, it seems like when you've got a trilogy, you don't do the first film and the third film, and not do the middle film. Yeah. Right. That Pre- doesn't make. Apparently, sense. they do. They also glue. They also uh, 
use a computer to glue hair to someone's butt. So, uh, okay. Well, I'm looking now at the uh, now you see him now you don't because I'm like it must end with a car chase because they all do. Yeah. Yes. It does end with a car chase. They have to get somewhere in a hurry. Right. Otherwise, they won't be able to get the money for the school because it's not a state school. That's right. And so they've got to de- – it's a demonstration they got to get to uh, in time because it's always racing to the demonstration. Yeah, yeah. So it's got to uh, – yeah. The demonstration yeah. being they're demonstrating their, their invention, not they're going to a, a, a protest because that would be not Walt Disney to have kids actually going to a protest. No. And, and you've got to remember, again, this is Medfield College, yeah. which previously sh- – should actually just say home of Flubber. <laughs> we invented Flubber here. Yeah, yeah. I should say Hobo We're Flubber. crazy science school. If there's any department that should be doing amazingly well in the school and yeah. getting funding, yeah, it yeah. should be the science department yeah. because we invented Flubber. What is it? This is a bad dean. He's terrible at fundraising. Oh, he's a, he's a, he's a horrific dean. This guy's no oh, good. Joe, yeah, Joe Flynn. Yeah, Joe Flynn. Dean. That's his name. I kept I kept saying Joe Smith, but Joe Flynn. You're right. Yeah, Joe Flynn. Yeah. As a Higgins, yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh, he used to be. Oh, sorry. He used to be on uh, McHale's Navy. I didn't know that. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He's that kind of guy. Good for him. Probably a fussy person on that show too. Yeah, that's uh, you know you got that kind of guy. That was his guy. bit. Yeah. That's his bit, and that's how he does it, and uh, you like it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The strongest man in the world was his second to last film. Then the next one he did was The Rescuers. Okay. Did a voice for that. Yeah, he did a little little voice for that. It's also in the Million Dollar Duck. Oh, okay, which, I've never seen honestly, that. Never seen that. I I I I don't know it either. I'm just going to take a big wild guess and say that duck lays golden eggs. You are correct. You oh, are very correct, good. Sir. Thank you very much. You are correct. Which makes me think that maybe I have seen it, but I just don't remember it. Hmm. 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 Yeah. Uh, some of those movies I we went and saw in the theater because they would be re reissued. Oh, here's a weird thing. Yeah. He was actually in Son of Flubber. Okay. Was he the dean? He was not. He, hadn't he been... was a he was an unnamed character. Oh, okay. Yeah. He hadn't got his he hadn't got promoted yet, so he... No, no, he was an unnamed character in yeah. uh, Son of Flubber. So, yeah, I guess you could say like that was his uh, origin and then he went on to uh to become the dean. Good for him. <laughs> good, good for him indeed. Yeah. Good for Dean. What is his name? Dean. I can't remember his name now. No one no one can know. That's fine. Dean Higgins. Dean Higgins, that's right. Uh good for him. Good for him. Is is Absent-Minded Professor one of the cruelest films ever made? That's my question. Well, uh, I'd have to have seen it. Oh, which yeah. I have not. You know, you've never seen it? I've never seen it. I like oh. Fred McMurray very much, and I, just... uh, I assume he's playing the same character he did in The Apartment. Am I right about that? <laughs> you are correct. Okay, good. You're correct, exactly. But he's running out the lab to uh, fellow professors for assignations with students. Bit of a creep, really. And what was the film But he keeps he... forgetting yeah. and walking in on them. And I put forgetting oh, in quotation marks. Very nice. And uh, he also did that double indemnity scam to raise money, right? <laughs> As well for the lab? That's right. Okay. Yeah. And he had the three illegitimate sons. Illegitimate? Well, yeah. Well, he had them with uh, with the person he calls Uncle Charlie. <laughs> now, this was a science experiment that went really wrong. Or really right. Really? Well, either way, either either way, they are. But uh, he, and he also at certain times would turn into a shaggy dog. So you know, did did all this kind of stuff. Was he the shaggy dog? He was the shaggy dog, I believe. Well, he was in the shaggy dog. I don't. I thought. I think in the shaggy dog, it's the young boy. That the turns, da- yeah, he's a dad, I guess. Then it's the young boy that turns into the dog in the, in the original shaggy dog, and then it's Dean Jones who is the shaggy DA. That's correct. 
he uh tommy kirk was wilby daniels slash the shaggy dog mm-hmm. and uh, fred mcmurray was his father wilson daniels you are correct you don't you don't have to correct me on my 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 bad disney movie knowledge i don't know if those are bad movies but they're definitely and, they're definitely not for adults and paul freeze is in it too so you can enjoy a nice little bit of paul freeze ah, great Love but him. uncredited uncredited he mostly was uh, yeah yeah as the psychiatrist yeah who i guess was just going he thinks he's a dog (laughs) yes he i think because he did a lot of voice work he didn't really care if he was credited or not okay Uh, if you watch the thing from another planet the original version of the thing he's he is quite prominent in that film i uh okay i'm gonna do my impression of a psychiatrist yep from uh, from any film around that era. Okay. So you t- you tell me just a, a regular problem a person would have. Okay. And I'll be the psychiatrist and like uh, feel free to you know this is a space where you can tell me anything you want and I'll just lie on the couch. Cool. I'm gonna bring out my black notebook. I'm gonna cross my legs a little bit. I'm gonna write things down with a pencil. Go right ahead. What uh, what are your problems? Uh, well, doctor, it's the uh, strangest thing. I've I think my cat is is trying to kill me. I don't know your, what I've been. Uh... Your, your cat is trying to. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I don't sound... kill you. Yeah, I know it sounds crazy. You're kill you. Yeah. Uh, All right. Uh, just, just hold on for a second. Sure. I'm just going to have to go outside. Oh. Just for one second. Yeah, yeah. Just like, okay, I'll... he's crazy. <laughs> Call the asylum. Lock him up. We got a guy. We got another nutbag. We got to just. I'm gonna go try and just you know, pump for time. But call the asylum. Or oh, bring the big nets. This guy is a Looney Tune. Hi. Sorry about that. I had oh, to so, go and okay. uh, I don't, I don't and defecate. I don't know if you're aware, uh, but you you left the door open a little bit there. Um. I like to leave the door open when I defecate. Okay. <laughs> so um. This, right. this this cat was it from outer space no it's more of a darn cat and uh <laughs> okay well there's no need End for that scene. sort of language <laughs> okay, then, yes, that's right. okay you're gonna have to take this flubber twice a day <laughs> the, there was a great uh we've been we've been playing at work we've been enjoying um youtube video of Americans who are mad about having to wear masks and are going to oh they're great going to city councils and talking about it <laughs> so yeah. Today we're watching one of those. This is from Florida, and there's a lady. And she was really mad, and she's she's getting really mad, and she's and she's like, "But I don't know what the heck is wrong with you people." And the, but then right after she said the heck, she then she was so mad she went she went the hell, and I was like, "Whoa!" Oh. She was mad. She was mad because these, but these. I mean, she's mad, but also she's kind of smug because she knows that. All these people are gonna end up in hell. Sure. And because God... what a weird hell that is—the <laughs> hell for people trying to help people survive a plague. Well, it's not not that. That's fine if it was uh-huh. a plague. But by the way, it's a pandemic, yeah. as one another lady described it. And and these people are trying to save their lives, Ian, because these masks are going to cut off their oxygen, and it's going yeah. to kill them. And is it okay? Is it okay? For government to be murderers, I don't think so. Of course it is. That's what they do. That's a big part of what your government is. They well, kill people. Yeah, to keep to you safe. We would prefer not to hear about that kind of stuff, though. Oh, you don't want to hear about. Let's it. keep that. that let's keep that on the down low, please. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, wait a second. You don't want the American government to kill people? Well, I think you found the wrong country. That's that's a big mistake on your part. Then. <laughs> well, let's let's not point fingers at just one country. Let's let's see. Okay. That's pretty much also, a. That's pretty much protocol for all countries. 
I like the, yeah, I really like the woman who was, uh, you know, I don't wear a mask for the same reason I don't wear underwear. Because you got to let things breathe. <laughs> you hear that one? TMI. Um, I know. It's yeah, just like, same. okay, so a bit of swamp crotch there. Okay, now next one. Like, what a horrible thing. Just awful. Just awful. Like, what are you doing? It's so, like, it's that so was funny. That closer. Though. Like, she wrote, she, you know, she wrote that down and just went, end with this. End with this. It's sexy. It'll get attention. You're going to be like, like, what yeah. the what? Like, does she not have anything that she's going to do the next day? <laughs> like, you know, it's going to be at the supermarket and it's just like, that's Helen. Oh, yeah. That's, Did you know that she doesn't, Helen doesn't, you know, you got to let it breathe. Like, what are we doing? Oh, Helen, no. This is not what you want to be remembered for. This is going right on the obituary. Like if she, and, and it was especially, <laughs> if, obituary. If, if God forbid, yeah. she, she passes away from COVID. Yeah. And just be like, you know, she passed away. You might know her from her appearance on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Talking about how you got let things breathe. She's right. So she'll have an open casket funeral. <laughs> she thinks that part's a part of you breathes. Um, yeah, it's uh, quite amusing. I mean, I feel kind of sorry for them because obviously it's yes. many, many cases it looks like it's a form of mental illness or a really 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 severe socialization by people that should not be but socializing every others can, but every one of them can vote this is the thing their votes count <laughs> as normal well right you know what you know what demos means right that the word democracy comes from no i don't oh mob mob oh okay yeah it's ruled by mob so <laughs> and if, if you think mob sounds like a great thing like you know that's and you, you are part of democracy, which is a mob of people voting. So you get yeah. the good and the bad. You get the good, you get the bad. You take them both, and there you have. The voting system got, in the, in got, the got democratic it. world, yes, yes. Oh, mercy. I know. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Someone was doing the math on this and was saying that it's basically coming down to about, like, you know, one in 19 Americans that could get it. And it's just like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. It's, not, I, mean, I mean, we're all going to get it. Why do you say that? Well, it's a flu. Like it's it's going to go around and get everybody eventually. Like that's just the way it what? is. No, no. Well, you think they're going to have a vaccine for it? I think. Well, I think there will be a vaccine probably like you know within a year. Yes, but you can you catch it in a, in certain ways. There's too many. So, there's too many strains though for for like a. It's like kind of it's kind of like the flu, right? Like there'll be vaccines, but there'll be vaccines based on best possible outcomes. Okay. But it. It's it's gonna like make its way around the world. It's just it's not it's not. It's, I don't think it's really can be avoided. The idea of okay, what we're doing, how, we're not trying to like not get sick. What we're trying to do is keep from everyone getting sick at once and ending up with a complete okay. disaster, well, right? All right, but what about like New Zealand? Well, how do you mean? Well, New Zealand doesn't have it anymore. Well, you for know, now, New Zealand, I mean, yeah, no, New Zealand yeah. doesn't have it anymore. Well, they, they're uh, they're they're, know, they're an countries. island. They're very lucky, but yeah. Okay, well, they're lucky, but it shows that you don't have to have like there's if you if you, there's quite a few places that have got it really under control at this yeah, point. Yeah, like the the numbers are just negligible. So like when you're saying like everyone's going to get it. Yeah, but I, I mean, think I, if we, I think eventually, the, as the place. I think eventually they're going to have to open their doors again, though, right? So yeah, a lot of people. I mean, are eventually not, travel uh, is going to start to happen. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah, you're going to have to take some uh, precautions. I don't think necessarily that. You know, it's going to, everyone has to get it. Like, that to me is such a horrific thing to hear. You know, it, like, really, that is that is just a horror show to hear. Uh, well, and, I mean, uh, I mean it, it's it's serious, obviously, but yeah. like 95% of people who have it, it's okay, right? Yeah, that's horrible. 5%. I know, 
But I mean, it's the same thing that happened when the Spanish flu ran around the world too. And we still have the Spanish flu, right? Yeah, that's horrible. (laughs) Like we still get the Spanish flu every year. We make it, yeah, we make a reference. That's influenza, right? Yeah, yeah. Because things have, yeah, things have developed since then. But like, if we're comparing it to back then, yeah. when they had it back then, yeah, yeah, we use it as a comparison because it is so horrific. Sure. Like the idea that uh, you know uh, more people, like it's a weird one because of course they say more people have died than uh, Americans have died than in World War One. What you then have to do is go like, now let's talk about America in World War One and how <laughs> late you came into the yeah, game. Right, I, yeah. wanna, <laughs> I don't want to rub your nose in it right now yeah. because you're having a hard time. Mm-hmm. Um, but you guys then, showed up in 1918. That was not yeah. quite the. Not quite yeah, you came in the last five minutes of the movie. <laughs> It's okay, Shit, yeah, you know. Yeah. You're in an end game. You come through the circles, mm-hmm. you know, after the hard work has been done. But okay, fair enough. Yeah. You know, and also I think I think the more impactful one was, you know, saying that more pe- more Americans died than in the Vietnam War. Like people think of the Vietnam War as something that could have been prevented, mm. whereas they don't think of that as World War One. But they think the Vietnam War could have been prevented, went on no. too long. World it was War One like, could have been prevented too. Right, but that's a more complicated thing to get into because sure. people don't know how World War One started. They know World War Two because they know Pearl Harbor and like, oh, there's Pearl Harbor. Well, we got to fight. Yeah, but it was going on before then. Yeah, I don't understand. Uh, forget it. Uh, but Vietnam, World War One started because they didn't want to turn the trains around. They're like, well, we started it. We might as well finish it. There's a. It's it's a it's a more complicated discussion that. I don't think Americans are, are – it's time for them to, to fill their heads with that. But, <laughs> but Vietnam, there's still enough people yeah. that know the impact of that. That You can go like more people died than, in, uh, than uh, died uh, not in Vietnam because you can't count the other side. You can only count Americans for this, uh, for this to work. But yeah, that sounds like just crazy impactful and holy shit. Yeah. You know, put you back on your heels. But it doesn't seem like uh, you know a lot of places are doing things. And you're like, oh boy, oh boy, <laughs> oh boy. Like, yeah. it was, I was talking with, oh sorry, I was just talking with my wife about it, mm-hmm. uh, Pia. You know her. Um, I've met and, her many times. And she was saying how it feels like we're a generation that is probably the most prepared for this kind of thing because when we were uh, kind of coming out of the teen years, we had uh, we had HIV and we had Reagan. And so it almost seems like a practice for this. Okay. It's like there was a plague that was going around that people didn't really know how it was going around. Mm. And, but it was killing a lot of people and it was growing and it was very frightening. And it really did affect your life. Like you couldn't have sex. Like you were just like, oh, okay, well, you got to do this. But then some people were still like, nah, I don't want to. I don't want to wear them. They're uncomfortable. I got to let my dick breathe. You know, <laughs> all that kind of shit. Right. Meanwhile, it's like having house, a bath wearing a raincoat. Yeah, meanwhile in the White House, you had a weirdo with weird hair who was who was elected for basically being a celebrity. To be fair, he had more experience than this guy. Yeah. But you know, people went, "This is kind of a dumb guy who could get us in a lot of trouble," and he doesn't seem to know what he's doing. And he's he's more just like you know, he's just saying stuff and really. But the base loves him, and it's like, mm. like he like you can see where Trump comes from when you see a Reagan. Like it's just like it's just this figurehead. Yeah. But he was ignoring that there was a plague going on. He wouldn't mention it. He wouldn't talk about it. It was the gay cancer. It was like, you know, it was nothing to do with you guys. Don't worry about it. It's just over here. And it'll be, it'll take care of itself. And then, of course, it builds and builds and builds. And so it feels like, okay, all right, we kind of get, mm, you know, guy in the White House who's not helpful, uh, disease spreading around that's like really, really scared. You could prevent it, but people don't want to because it's not comfy. And it's, mm, I like, I like to have a lot of sex. Um, and yeah. <laughs> With a lot of different people. 
Yeah. So, uh, you know, there you go, there you go, and then uh, things uh, things go like that. So, you know, we've got a little bit of, me- of a memory of that kind of thing I- in our heads, it feels like. Yeah. Well, I hope you're right. I hope that it does not uh, wind its terrible way around the world. But Well, even if it goes around, yeah. I- it seems like there's a lot of countries who have gotten it generally under control. Like, like you know, China seems to. Uh, we'll see when the second wave hits. Well, but, I mean, I don't know. You, they can say whatever they want. First, I don't just you know, it's China. It is China. Not the most reliable. Also, not the most reliable reporting country in the world. No, I get that. But if they are, but if they are faking it, there's a certain point when it is tough to cover up that number of deaths because you are that amount of people. Like you can cover, 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 hmm. but you know. Uh, at a certain point, it just you can't. It's it's kind of what uh, you know they're going through in the states. You know, right now it's like they where, where Trump's openly saying, you know, oh, we just should test less, then we'd hear less about it, and then it'd be less trouble. It's just like, oh wow, if you were just say like, what's the dumbest thing you could do? <laughs> like, what's the dumbest way of going about it? Sure. How about we just don't uh, test anymore? Okay, well that of course is the dumb dumb. Yeah, of course that's crazy. But do you, you went on TV and said that? Twice? Oh, well, that's no, that's absolutely the wrong way because you know people will start dying and then you'll you'll see it. You can't hide it for yeah. you know this amount of time. I guess, but I mean, Florida wasn't reporting for a long time, mm-hmm. and so you couldn't know what was happening there. You know, I guess you could you could surmise, obviously, but you couldn't know, and you couldn't know the severity of it or how how good it was either. Like you just they weren't reporting, so you had no idea. Yeah, we're trying to make yeah. the decision now. Now about they're like at ninety percent capacity for hospitals. So yeah. Yeah, Florida is such a weird, uh, fucking weird. It's weird. Have you ever been to Florida? No, I never have. It's weird. <laughs> it's a very weird place. It's a different. It's it, you would think like, oh, it must be like California. It's similar. It's hot. It's this. It's like it's not. It's weird. There's just a there's just a vibe there that's very 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 strange. Hmm. Um, yeah. Is it the a, cocaine? It's a. It's a we're gonna like you go to Florida to live your life and 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 forget everything else. Okay. Like this is where this is where you go and you just you just do it. You know, you the 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 way you go to a strip mall and there's like a gigantic sex store there. Like you would you would you would have in like any other city, look, there's a sex store. We're not gonna put a neon sign up on the roof, obviously. Because you know, you'll know it, you'll it'll be discreet. You'll come in and it's just like, ah, it's just this. Because, you know, we're Florida, man. You know, just come here and enjoy it. Okay, Do it. You just never you never saw the giant sex store that was in Surrey then. That place, oh, I would like to. That right. place was also in your face. It's gone now. It's, it was over, okay. over by where the Dell was. Oh, okay. How big was it? Oh, it was a huge building. It okay, was like a then. huge, like, it was like a, it was probably, in the past, it was probably, well, I can't imagine what it was. But it was like a really big, it wasn't like a skyscraper, but it was like a big store. Like, it had a big glass Front of the store, and it was like so huge and so like when I the first time I went by it on the bus, I was like, "A what was that? Mm-hmm. What am I looking at? This is crazy. Why? Uh, why is it such a big sign?" Yeah, Fl- Florida. Uh, the way I would describe it is, it's very similar to Donkey Island. It's 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 okay. like where you go to just like if you're gonna drink, you're gonna drink. Yeah, you're gonna drink, and and this is where you send the old people because they're just gonna have a good time until they die. 
this is <laughs> they're just gonna they're just gonna enjoy themselves and they're gonna have a lot of sex and they're gonna just get get a lot of social diseases and then whatever and someone's gonna get eaten by an alligator and no one will care <laughs> yeah. there's wild turkeys running around on the street and they'll like attack you and who cares it's the wild west just yeah yeah and if you if you enjoy a bit of cocaine why not have that have at it yeah i, it's I guess a very, it's very uh, i guess i guess they're enjoying this then as well i mean what the heck yeah what the heck? Uh, yeah, yeah. What are you gonna What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Um, yeah. The uh, uh, what was I gonna say? Uh, I was pro- I was gonna bring up something, but it's a bigger it's a bigger topic probably for. Uh, the- oh yeah, what I was gonna say was connected to this was uh, that we're trying to decide right now with the critical hit show when to go back and do live shows. Okay. And it's a really tricky. Tricky, yeah. yeah. To- I can see it tricky in two different ways actually. All right, tell me what you think. Well, not just tricky. Not just tricky in terms of like your safety and the audience safety, which is important, obviously. But also right. in the sense that you can't have the same amount of people in the theater that you had before. This so, is this is true. So in a way, you're cutting off your audience from being able to experience the show. Like what you're doing now, everyone who wants to can participate in it. But unless you filmed it on on stage when you return back to the Rio, you part of your audience couldn't participate in it anymore they'd have to they would be on the outs do you know what i mean so yeah maximum kind of, 70, 75 people could see it yeah so it's kind of an, about 200 which would see it regularly yeah 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 so yeah which is kind of you know like so it just feels kind of unfair so i think like if you did return you, you probably would be you know it would be only fair for you guys to like arrange some sort of way to continue to do it as a as like a streaming a streamed show whether you just had we were trying to figure out a way of doing that, and it's very—it's a very difficult thing to do for camera placement. Yeah, yeah, and like, and how to make, and how to make that work. I know. Uh, our, and again, it's—it's uh, it's like we can't really go backstage because it's too tight a space mm-hmm. to for like more than two of us to be back there. So we got to figure a way around that. I think like it could only be three of us on stage at a time, even with the—it's a big stage, so we do have that. Yeah. Um. But yeah, you would have seventy-five people maximum in the theater. But again, it just is like. Are we endangering people? This is the thing. It's like, are we endangering the audience? Okay, that's the and third, that's something the third like, one, I guess. Yeah, we care. We care about them. And it's like, if someone got sick because they came to see our show, that would just be devastating. Yeah. It would just be awful. So it's like, but how long do you wait then? Do you wait until there is a vaccine, meaning we we don't do shows for like another you know months to years? Yeah. Or or so what we're right now kind of figure we we were talking about whether we could do because they're opening the theater in early july okay uh which feels a bit early to me but what are you going to do we're on phase three as they say yeah um uh and uh we could do a show in july if we wanted but we were talking about it and i don't think we're i don't think we're going to be doing that i think we're going to shoot for august okay late august and see how things are going and seeing if people can be kind of trusted in a theater environment to be safe and if we can if we can pull it off or not it's uh yeah and we will there will there will be like a any night that there's a live show there will then be a break there'll be about an hour to clean up the theater yeah. and then they'll show a movie mm. yeah uh i know like a lot of theaters uh in the states are now talking about like you wearing masks when you when you see the show but i don't know how you work that with snacks or if you just go no snacks and if he goes no no snacks i don't see how a theater survives yeah so, if they don't have their yeah if they don't have their popcorn and stuff as their obvious 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 money churner then it's uh, yeah huh yeah it's hard to know it's, yeah it's just the trick of like when and I, again we're making this up as we go along and and what i was what i was saying 
you know, after we did our, our streaming show this week, which is like, we just do that from our homes, um, was, uh, we got to basically build the show almost from scratch and just figure a way of doing it that's effective in this new environment if we do do this. We can't just find a way of doing the show that we've always done. We've got to find a way of breaking it down, making it safe, given, given since you can't really bring people up on stage to fight us, mm. what do we do? How yeah, do we yeah. do that? How, yeah. do we, how do we make the uh, things interactive with the audience and make that satisfying? So, yeah, we got stuff to think about right now. Yeah, yeah. it's a... Uh, yeah, it's... it's uh, I mean... I, I assume that, you know, if the, if the theater is following guideline, government guidelines, and we are heading into phase three right now, that, and it seems like we've so far been very measured. I don't feel like, I don't feel like we're rushing it. It doesn't feel like the government is, is forced to do this and they're doing it against their will. It feels like they're trying to be as careful and as measured a response as possible without, yeah. but at the same time, not, you know, strangling uh, businesses and stuff like that, that, you know, obviously... Like eventually they need to reopen or, you know, then it's real problem, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. This is the trick. You know, uh, we haven't been through something like this before specifically. Mm. This is a weird, this is a weird one. And it's like, you're not just risking things. Like if we're risking things for ourselves, we could make the choice, but we feel like we're risking other people and that's really hard. So it's, it's an interesting situation. And uh, meanwhile, you know, with a lot of the other, theaters in town <laughs> with a lot of the other like improv and comedy th- theaters uh, almost in North America right now, they all coincidentally are being outed for their bad behavior, which yeah. means that they won't be opening for a while, which may actually save some damn lives. Who knows that they can't open. That might actually be this, this odd blessing that like, okay, while you're getting your shit together, um, you know, you won't be opening too early yeah. and uh, endangering people. Cause they may never open. That's the other. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, things will open in some capacity, like, you know, so even if something like a second city shuts down, some other version of the second city. Okay, will open, well, yeah, you know. that, that'll, something will replace it. I noticed that the, yeah. we were talking about the Improv Olympics last week. I noticed that they're, yeah. they've permanently closed. Yeah, they have permanently closed. Uh, yeah, yeah, that is, that is an example of someone uh, just going away. And, uh, and, and who knows, like, uh, you know, and as this, as I said, like you know, like the theater sports here is, is is dealing with some stuff right now. They're uh, doing things. We'll see. It's <laughs> gonna be it's gonna be in, it's gonna be interesting. Uh, but uh, in the meantime, hopefully people are staying safe. That's my wish. Um, can I can I read some letters, Dave? Are you cool with me doing that? Yeah, read away. Okay, all right. Uh, last week we uh, we asked uh, if you had a sibling, what was the most common thing that you fought about. Is hmm. this right? Yes, this is what we said. And then also <laughs> tell us about a childhood injury. All right. So, uh, more friend, uh, Dave questions. Yeah. Kanan, uh, writes and goes, Oh, we also were talking about stubby beer bottles. Oh yeah. And he says, funny. You should mention Australian for, uh, the stubby being, being very Australian sounding because it's kind of been adopted as a term for beer, whether it's a stubby bottle or a can is how most Aussies drink beer. From a slab, 24 cans. I used to have um, my uh, my sister's godfather would come to our house and he would drink 24 uh, stubbies in a day. Woo-hoo. He would have a 24 and he would drink them all. Ridiculous. <laughs> anyway, uh, I'm guessing it's because most beers were stubbies back in the day. Though I do believe everything now is a long neck like everywhere else, mostly Europe, I think. Uh, the term is uh, no doubt perpetuated by the stubby holder. 
the ubiquitous foam sleeve that you can put your beer into okay. because uh, boy do they uh condensate fast on a hot day uh that is right up there with my mouse mat as a uh, favorite promotional item uh everyone was printing terrible photos onto until the mid 90s <laughs> and probably still do today yeah um Matt writes, when I was 12, I was uh, play wrestling with my cousin and broke a finger. When I came to the school with a bandaged finger, one of my fellow pupils thought it would be funny to give me a nickname to mock the fact that it was a relatively minor injury. From that day on, I was known by the very un-PC nickname of Cripple. (laughs) It became used so much uh, during my school years that the meaning was completely lost. Uh, I never uh, took offense to it, and most of my friends used it without any real thought. Uh, no one I know calls me by that name anymore. Uh, but now and then, uh, I meet someone who knows me from my school days and will greet me with that name. And when they suddenly realize uh, that to everyone else it would be considered very offensive. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. That is funny. When uh, you've got a nickname that's like, oh, this is from a very different era. Then someone calls you by that in public like, whoopsie-doo. <laughs> no, not at all. Yep. Not anymore. Uh, Louise! Uh, it's not a show without Louise. Uh, Louise writes, The thing my siblings and I squabbled over the most had to do with watching TV. We only had one TV and were constantly jockeying for the most comfortable seat in the living room. Uh, for two parents and four kids, we had one couch, one rocking chair, one basket chair, and the floor. Did you live in the Friendly Giant's house? <laughs> it does sound very similar to the Friendly Giant's house. Um, sure. Uh, to curl also, up in. Yeah, there are also... Uh, six hardback dining room chairs, but those were for suckers and long-suffering moms. <laughs> Our house rule was, if you leave the room, you lose your spot. Oh. Oh, a lot of people were like having to pee, I'm sure, then. Uh, then there was the battle over what to watch. This was before uh, we had TV with a remote. When our parents uh, weren't around, someone would occasionally uh, pull the channel changer knob right off the TV so no one else could change the channel. But then someone else discovered you could use needle nose pliers to turn the metal stub, thus thwarting the knob thief's efforts. <laughs> Fortunately, my brothers and I would always agree on watching Star Trek. Louise later, later wrote the Star Trek musical that I was in. Uh, and we watched the Adam West Batman reruns so much after school that some of our uh, baby sister's first words were, na 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 Batman. <laughs> and, uh, and she goes that uh, I know her so well. Uh, my comment, maybe the killer crows we were uh, had were had just cause did have her laughing. Well, I really <laughs> good job. And uh, <laughs> yeah, about uh, googling uh, pennies and coming up with something unexpected as we did because the word pennies could look like something else. And then oh boy, what happens? Uh, a relative has been asking me for advice on writing Hallmark TV movie scripts. I did a search for what length for an MOW. And we got a bunch of uh, pages about the ideal height to cut your grass. Oh, oh what okay. is the ideal height to cut your grass? Um, you Which... should be about six feet tall because then you can handle the lawnmower really uh, firmly. Well, I think that would be the I'm in height. luck. I'm in luck. Yeah, you're good. Uh, I, was, I was thinking it was going to go a little bit of a different thing. Like if you're doing the old type, what is the best length for? And it's like, you're not going to get movie of the week coming up as the suggestion. <laughs> but if you got cut your grass, then congratulations on finding the computer in the house that no one's ever looked up anything dirty on. Good for you. That is the family computer. In the basement, there's a different computer. That's right. Um, Train differently. Paul Bynes, I'm not judging your family's computer. I'm sorry about that, Louise. Uh, Paul Bynes says, 
Uh, hi, chaps. I know you were joking at the end. Really? We never joke. I can't and imagine I, that happened. And I suspect you were doing so from knowing some facts about the product in question. Uh, but it is true. We don't call uh, slushies slushies. Uh, the brand name here is Slush Puppies. Mm-hmm. As according to a quick Google search, it is in the UK. I don't know if slushies are a specific 7-Eleven product. Uh, no, actually, Slurpees are the uh, are the 7-Eleven product. Uh, we don't have 7-Eleven in the UK. We didn't in Canada for a very long time. Uh, as for broken bones, mm-hmm. I'm with uh, David uh, in that I didn't break uh, anything as a kid. I first broke something, a compound fracture to my shoulder, falling off a bicycle on my way to work in my early 40s. Ouch! Uh, best <laughs> wishes, Paul. Now, Paul, uh, Slush Puppies are a brand name, uh, but I believe the first of these was uh, Icy's. I think it was Icy's even before Slurpees. Yes. And, and then there was Slush Puppies, and then we also have a place here called Max, or we did. They seem to have all vanished. And they were Slush Cats at Max, yeah. which I guess were the answer to the Slush Puppies. Uh, I'm not sure what they're called at Circle K. But, yeah, it's one of these things like uh, last week we were talking about all these names for uh, Dr. Pepper. I'm sure there's all these different names for Slurpees. I should look those up at some point. Kill some time. Yes. Uh, time must now, be killed. Seg- Grist for yeah, the mill. Segway, <laughs> segway to the, the Dr. Pepper discussion. Edward Dragansky uh, writes, having worked for Dr. Pepper for 17 years, is he a real doctor? What's yeah. he like? Will he look at your, uh, like if you've got a lump on your back or something? Let, us know. Check let, let us know. Give us some, give us some, uh. Give us some so, fat, give us some hot goss. Is what I'm trying to say. So, Edward, when you worked for Dr. Pepper, would you have said you were a Pepper? You a Pepper? Were the person next to you a Pepper? <laughs> would I have liked to be a Pepper too? I think I would have. Um, for 17 years, uh, you worked there. Uh, maybe you're able to shed some light on your question about bottles. Oh, good. Oh, uh, finally. So, we were almost well aware of all the knockoff brands that tried to mimic Dr. Pepper, but here <laughs> in Texas, most loyalists were true to the original and nothing else. Even so, I enjoyed Ian's rundown of the Dr. Blanks. Is it that, back- it's, sorry, I just want to sorry to interrupt, but is Dr. Pepper, is it, is it home? Is Texas its, a, its origin? Mm. That is a good question. I, I don't know. I just want to, because, you know, like, I think Coke is like, is sort of like, it was invented like in Atlanta around, like, I know that it's based in Atlanta. It feels like, like, there's a part of the world where, like, any soda or any pop, as we call it here in Canada, is referred to as a Coke. I'm reading that one of those one of those you know maps of 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 different terms that change by by region. Mm-hmm. But I'm just curious about where Dr Pepper. Uh, Why don't I tell you? Popped Dave? into it was, existence. It was created in the 1980s by pharmacist Charles Alderton. Did you say 1980s? In, uh, 1880s. Oh, okay. By pharma? No, because then it would make sense. The guy from uh, American World from London would have sang. Yeah. I'm a pepper. Well, that's oh, why I was confused. All right. Well, I'm sorry if I said don't it say, wrong. Don't I say apologize. 1980s. Well, I'm about to tell you now about where it's going to be from. I don't even care right, anymore because so I'm so upset about this 1980s thing. Pharmacist Charles Al- Alderton yeah. uh, invented it mm-hmm. uh, in Waco, Texas. Oh. And it was first served around 1885. Wow. It was uh, nationally marketed in the U.S. in 1904. Mm. It's now all around the world. So uh, there you go. Wow. Okay, cool. That's why they are. That's why they are uh, true blue to it in Texas. I get it. Absolutely. All right. Continue on with. Uh, now we uh, know the rest of the story. I right, put that down. Uh, <laughs> let me find that letter again. Here we go. Uh, maybe he actually answers it later. I'm being a jerk doing this. Uh, uh, so, right. having been in the beverage industry all those years, the bottom line for any brand is the amount of shelf space purchased in stores by local bottlers. The bottles are purchased by the bottler. 
as is the formula used to create the product. The bottlers put everything together at a facility and ship enough product to the stores to fill the amount of shelf space they've bought. I'm sure there's a sales team that could explain this further by way of an elaborate formula that provides the cost versus profit margins, but it's too exhausting. You're telling me. Uh, it's all, uh, <laughs> all commonsensical. Uh, the bottles, at least uh, while I was in the business, did continue to evolve in order to make room for more product on the shelves or in coolers. So we're always creating packaging to leverage the maximum product for the amount of space the bottler sales team purchased. So it only makes sense that squatter bottles took up more room in a six-pack than a taller, thinner bottle packed the same way in a six-pack carrier. Expand this to larger cases, like 12-ounce cans, and you got the same result. Taller packaging that took up less space from the base up. This may be complete bullshit, but I do know we were continually developing packaging that made for more product on the shelves and in convenience store coolers. In the mid-90s, remember the mid-90s, Dave? Remember? Yeah, vaguely. Okay. Jeremy's spoken, and so on. <laughs> um, when Dr. Pepper was uh, bought by Cadbury Beverages, yeah. a massive bottling company was created throughout the Midwest and the South called the American Bottling Company. There were many deaths. People were slaughtered. No, wait, that didn't happen. Uh, this huge company huh. uh, uh, bought uh, quite a... What's now that? I'm imagining this company, like the, those cities in Immortal Engines, where it's just like this company yes. rolling around the Midwest. That's exactly how I pictured it, too. Um, <laughs> and it's being run by a, by a businessman in the, uh, in the building from the open of uh, Monty Python and the Meaning of Life. Yes, that's right. Yes, the uh, oh, pirates, the insurance pirates. Let's just say that uh, this is all directed by Terry Gilliam. <laughs> uh, one such independent bottler uh, was in Cleveland and was called Cotton Club Beverages. Once oh. Cotton Club was a part of the uh, larger American bottler company, they were allowed to reach out uh, to us for anything that would help their brand. So we went up to Cleveland and saw how much brand loyalty Cleveland had for the Cotton Club Beverages. We sat down with the owners who had been in business since the 20s and created a plan to redesign all their packaging uh, so it had what was called a family presence on the shelves in the Cleveland market. All these guys wanted uh, was for their flavors to have a cohesive design and a style so it looked better to the public. As it was, all their flavors had been designed at different times by different designers and had no relationship to one another. I immediately started sketching what I thought uh, it would look like, and these guys were so happy for our help in solving their problem that we immediately were tasked with their package designs. Months later... Uh, we were in production and sent the new designs to their bottler to, for use in all the beverages. Their most popular flavor was called Red Chief or Big Chief, can't remember which, and had a Native American Indian on the label. I remember that drink. Uh, it tasted like Big Red, a flavor you didn't mention uh, in that immense uh, pantheon of flavors, uh, which kind of tastes like bubblegum. Never scanned <laughs> the stuff, but it's pretty popular here in Dr. Pepper country. Oh, yeah, I remember you could uh, get that at uh, little uh, odd corner stores that would get American products and, and products from around the world and you know, stuff. Unless there was another one that had a Native American chief on it. And maybe there was. Um, Edward Dragansky, again, it says. He says that. I'm not saying that. Uh, <laughs> he does include, and you can see these on our page, sneakydragon.com, underneath uh, last week's episode. Uh, he includes links to... An example of the packaging they did for Cotton Club's uh, Cherry Strawberry Soda, which I'm going to click on now, and it is going to tell me... Oh, yeah, yeah, it's nice. 
That looks. I would. I would try that. I like the idea of a cherry strawberry soda. Yeah, nice that's a mix. weird one, isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah. nice. It's okay. a bit of tart and sweet at the same time. Yeah, the flavor with the Native American Indian uh, was called Cherokee Red. Mm, sure, and uh, was the only <laughs> flavor that uh, didn't want us to redesign. Mm, yeah, uh, I, guess, like, I blame them. Eh, well. Uh, look at this beautiful label. All right, I'm going to click on this one and see what we got going on there. And there you go. And there you go. And it's there. And I looked at it. And now I'm going back to our. <laughs> he doesn't like it. Todd, I'm fine. confused by the by the fact that they spell it with an I though. I always think of Cherokee as with an O C H E R O K E. Like maybe I'm just getting it mixed up with Jeep Cherokee, and they have their own spell. Maybe Jeep Cherokee is trademarked, so they can't spell it that way. I don't know. Could very well be, but I'm going to tell you something Todd wants us to hear uh, about his childhood injury, taking a tray of cookies out of the oven with an oven mitt that turned out to have a rather, rather large hole in it, Oof. got a nasty burn, and even today I'm paranoid about making sure my oven mitts are always in good shape. Yeah, a bad oven mitt. Dear goodness. Just, uh, that is a bad time. And, uh, oh my gosh, Edward Dragansky's back. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, he turned off the lights and went home and he just came right in the back door. Um, I'm proud to say that my brother and I, my only brother and I never fought. If there was anything uh, remotely close to a fight, it was most likely a simple misunderstanding. I'm seven years older than my brother and I don't think uh, there's anyone closer to me than him. I took over, uh, I took care of him when my parents both uh, worked during the summer, and to this day, I'm still taking care of him. Over the past decade, my brother has become disabled and is almost completely blind. So I call him every day, and he's only 45 minutes from me if he needs anything. Uh, when I was in seventh grade, my friend two houses down from me and I were playing kickball. As I slid into third base, which was a thin board on the sidewalk, I don't want to hear where this is going, my left foot bent underneath me, oh no, and I fell down hard on my ankle, breaking it, oh, I hope this ends soon, I heard a snap, it just keeps getting worse, my mom came out to call me in, so I can go with my folks to shop for a new television, that sounds like it was going to be a nice day, I told her I couldn't walk, but she made me walk home on my injured ankle. Oh, no. I wonder how it felt. It hurt like hell. Oh, I'm sorry I asked. Uh, a few nights before this happened, I played sick to get out of a boring PTA meeting at school, which also meant I had missed happy days. Uh, when my folks returned home from the PTA meeting, I was outside playing. So they oh. thought I was playing the same stunt from earlier in the week. That was a tactical error. Tactical error. Television shopping. Uh, they went shopping, and I didn't move from the sofa. I laid there and watched my ankle swell up in pain. Uh, so when my folks returned home, uh, we took off to the ER, and I had my ankle cast along with a nice new pair of crutches. About two months <laughs> later, I was good as new, but only after I quit kickball for life. Oh. Uh, remember when my sister broke her arm, my sister Lee? Hmm. Uh, she came in, she was crying, and uh, and I and I don't remember too much about it except that I don't think my parents totally believed her. Uh, and uh, and later on, uh -huh. they told me that we really regretted not getting her to the hospital sooner. I remember her sitting around for a very long time, just crying. Really? Okay. Yeah. And I don't think they, I don't think they, um, I thought they, they thought she just like hurt her arm a little bit. They didn't yeah. realize it was broken by any means. And so, yeah, they, then they took her to the hospital and uh, it was broken. And they felt really, really, really bad about that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, yes, uh, that kind of thing. So, you know, it does uh, uh, hurt to uh, take them to the hospital, is what I say. Um, 
Laurel Robinson writes, Ian and David, uh, that was the most hilarious start to the show maybe ever. I wish I could remember what we did. Um, I, what's the, what, the last episode? Yeah. It was the most hilarious start we've ever had to a show. I don't remember. And we'll never do it again because we don't remember it. <laughs> I, I don't how re- hilarious we were? <laughs> I don't remember. Sorry. Were we oh, hilarious? It was, huh. was it the Salamander thing? Could have been. Oh, we got to find out. I should listen to our show sometime. Anyway, eh, I was at it's not LOL. A, it's, not a, it's, it's not all it's uh, talked up to be. Okay. Well, yeah, I think we've handled this compliment well. Um, <laughs> As usual. Yeah. I know. I, I am kind of genuinely confused. I don't I don't remember what we... I, so, uh, A, you don't remember what we talked about. But B, I don't remember being that stellar. So, I, that's great. I think, I think it's, Thank uh, you, Laurel. I think it's easy find out since it's the beginning of the show. Yeah, yeah, I should... Uh, I was LOLing so hard. I just needed you to know it. And in these weird, confusing times, those laughs are the best things. So thank you. Well, I'm very glad yeah. uh, about that. Uh, we're both suffering severe memory loss during this. <laughs> uh, here's the thing. Here's the thing, uh, Laurel. What we're going to need you to do yep. is uh, when this horrible disease uh, turns us to dust, me and David, as it, as Dave has said, it will. Um, <laughs> I didn't say dust. I'm gonna work- yeah, he said he was going to turn us to dust. Uh, oh. What we're we're going to need you to do is to travel the land and spread the word of our legend and uh, tell them the jokes that you remember that only you remember. Yeah, yeah. And just like spread the word of Sneaky Dragon. We'll uh, we'll give you a shirt. We'll leave a shirt in, our, in both of our wills yes. for you. Very nice. But only yeah. in uh, only if we turn to dust. Only then. Uh, yeah. And then uh, we'll send you the shirt and then just travel the land. If you've ever seen that Doctor Who episode. Uh, where um, the, the other doctor, Dr. Not Smith. Is it Smith? Jones. Yes, uh, Jones. That's right, Dr. Jones. Uh, where she uh, travels the land and talks about the doctor. Uh, it's that. Do that with us. Uh, we would appreciate it. Okay, let's keep reading. Uh, and, and, and if you could also answer every one of these letters that we get, that would like, be great. Too. I like that you didn't call her Martha Jones. You just called her... Because I didn't remember. Okay. <laughs> so you're being very formal. Dr. No. Jones. Uh, yeah, she's now playing a doctor on another show. Uh, yeah. which is a hospital show. So I always like to think that it's a spinoff of Doctor Who, but they don't say it is, but she, she is. She does very well. She's always working. She was on a, she was on the American version, or sorry, the British version of Law and Order for a while. Oh, that's correct. Yeah. And she was on Sense8, the, uh, the uh, Wachowski siblings uh, TV show, the Netflix right. show. And then she was, uh, and then I guess she's doing this now. So always working. That's good. Good for her. Well, there we are. Okay, uh, so um, in answer to this week's questions, I have two younger sisters. We were fairly reasonable, uh, I guess, not too much fighting, although the middle sister always had my number and knew how to get under my skin. Oh, Still that's does. the worst. Some to think of it. As we got into our teens, the worst quarrels were probably over her borrowing my clothes without asking and getting them stained or ripped. Clothes I bought myself with my hard-earned dollars from McDonald's. Mm, McDonald's. Uh, she was not loving it. <laughs> uh, my worst injury as a kid was a broken left arm, age 11. Oh, I guess she deserved a break today. Uh, yeah, I guess that 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 is that is appropriate. <laughs> well, I guess she had it her way. Um, so <laughs> That's a wrong place. That was inappropriate, sir. Don't make Burger King that. jokes into this. Have it your way. Have it your way. No, have it your way is McDonald's. Oh, was it? Oh, I'm sorry. I apologize. Have it your way at McDonald's. No, it yes. wasn't. Have it your way is yes, Burger King. Yes. No, have uh, it your way. Burger, no, Burger King hold is the, hold the pickle, hold the lettuce. Special orders don't upset us. us. All we ask is that you let us serve it your way. Have it your way, oh, Burger right. King. Oh, you're absolutely right. I was completely wrong. Anyway, uh, and, I, I, and I wasted an apology. Oh my god, I only have, I only have so many. 
Yeah, you only have so many. Uh, yeah, that's too bad. Sorry about that. Um, <laughs> what are you looking up? Trying to see if I'm right? No, I was trying to look up uh, the amount of uh, McDonald's jingles that oh. I could like uh, pull pull uh, pull some jokes from. Okay, but I don't, I don't have time. <laughs> anyway, uh, you gave it away with your tap dancing. Let's tell horrible stories about uh, this uh, poor yes. girl. Sorry, Laura, we interrupt your story. So, set the stage. She's eleven. Eleven years old. It happened in a fall from a friend's horse. Oh dear! Horse riding it can be dangerous. When I rode him into the ring to do some small jumps, <laughs> he went one way. I went the other. <laughs> That's a problem. My friend helped me up, and we walked to the stable to return our horses. Me cradling the arm, I was thinking, I didn't want to tell my dad was relaxing after his golf game in the clubhouse. I was afraid of what would happen, that I might have to go to a doctor and get a shot. I didn't know why this was the big concern. I'd had lots of shots two years before when I contracted diphtheria, and I survived all those. Anyway, my oblivious dad drove me home later, and then my oblivious mom. She didn't seem too concerned either. We lived in Brazil then and had a live-in cook whom I adored. She is the one who took one look at me and told my two oblivious parents my arm was surely broken and to get me to the dock, and they obliged. I've had two broken arms since, and thankfully, none required the dreaded shots. The end. Very nice. That was very nicely read, too, by the way. Really Thanks. I'm trying that. to win awards and shit. <laughs> you do. You're on. You're on. You're on course. Yeah, I'm trying to. I'm trying to get cast in some Ball Bay dramas. I'm trying to <laughs> trying to get some work on the side. <laughs> trying to get a side hustle going. Good, good for you. Thanks. Well, you'll certainly, uh, as a narrator, none non pare or whatever they say. How do you say that word? <laughs> what? You know that French word? Not N O N. Then P A R E I L. Like, like no, no one else like you. Oh, okay, because what I heard you say was, I was, I'm trying to get some work. And uh, doing doing this kind of thing, and you went none. <laughs> I did not say that. Sorry. You're gonna get. That none was not what I meant. I meant that you were you were like there's no one like you. Oh, that's very nice of you to say. Like that was just that was just like great, great, great work. Okay, great work. There you are, uh, Dave. Would you like to know some uh, McDonald's uh, slogans over the years? Sure, sure, I would. I would like to know the so, oldest one. What's the very oldest one? Let's eat out. Not good. Okay, then you might like the next one. Okay. Uh, look for the golden arches. Mm, so, so. Okay, tell me when you actually like one. Yep. I'll just go through them and you say stop when you like one. Okay. Go for the goodness at McDonald's. The closest thing to home. It's mm, pretty good. McDonald's is your kind of place. Nope. You deserve a break today. It's very good. Yeah, that's 1971 to 1975, that one. Um, enjoy the best food at McDonald's. Garbage. That's crap. Who thought of that? That guy was That's hung bullshit. over, hung over, unprepared, walked into the the meeting, and that he just pulled that out of his out of his. Yeah, you might as well behind. just say, uh, "Come eat some food at McDonald's." Yeah, yeah, we <laughs> serve food here. And then shrug your shoulders, <laughs> fart, and leave. <laughs> okay, here we go. We're trying to do a follow up to you. Deserve a break today. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah, McDonald's sure is good to have around. Ugh. Okay, Matt, why did they change it? All right, here we go. Okay, we do it all for you. Uh, it's okay. Okay, we'll do you in the bathroom. No, <laughs> I like that one. It. That's a good one. Uh, nobody can do it like McDonald's can. What does that mean? I don't know. But they went back to you deserve a break today. <laughs> yeah, because that's the best one. Yeah. Okay, back to... Wait, what's the one before you deserve a break today? No, not the second one before it. Second one before? Yeah. Okay. 
nobody can do it like McDonald's can. And nope. we do it all for you. No, 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 no. McDonald's Be- sure is good to have around. No. Bef- before, like before it, like before you deserve a break today. What was that? Oh, what, you mean the first time that they had it? No, no, no. I meant like, yeah, be, be, yeah, the first time they had it. What was, there's one like. Okay, the first time they had it. Before. Something about before, home, something about home, right? Okay, yes. The closest thing to home. That's a good one. That and you deserve a break today. Those have been the best ones so far. Anyway, okay, carry on. How about this one? How about this one? Okay. That's, that's my McDonald's. Garbage. Yeah, this is like that's like that's my mama. That's not, okay. Uh, okay, how about this one? This is a stinkeroo. Yeah, okay. We cook we cook it all for you at McDonald's. Shit. Okay, let me just have a word with the person who's uh, came up with that. Okay. Yeah. Even the milkshakes, shithead. <laughs> no. Well, I guess you don't cook it all for me then, do you? <laughs> when did this come out? Eighty-two. Okay. You got the McDLT. Hot side, hot. Cool side, cool. Yeah. Did you cook the cool side? You didn't? Well, I guess you don't cook it all for me, do you? Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, that's terrible. All Not right. even like, if, if they said we make it all for you, that that would be good. Or okay. I should say good, but that'd be better. It's a good time for the great taste of McDonald's. Oh my gosh. Too long. Can you, can you imagine someone flipped over, like they had that board in the meeting and then they like, they flipped over a piece of paper to reveal that. And Shit. people people looked at each other and they're like, pretty good. I really like that. It's really good. Yeah, and no one went. No one said it's longer than War and Peace. I was going to go Ulysses, but yeah, you're right. Good. Uh, and then well, it, Ulysses, uh, the goes, James Joyce novel. Yeah, James Joyce novel. That's a really esoteric guy. I wish I wish he he should have helped him in the meeting. 1985. Yeah, it's Mac tonight. Well, you know, I when I go there, I eat a Big Mac, but I I don't know. It's Mac tonight. It's Mac tonight. Hmm. And then they all. No one called it. it. No one called yeah. it Mac though. Like when I grew up, we called it Mickey D's. Right? Okay. Go to Mickey D's. Sure. Once they started calling it Mickey D's, it was weird. I know, like, I but know. you know what I mean, right? Like, but but we no one yeah. called it Mac. No one said I'm going to Mac. Yeah. It's Mac tonight. Like that implies that you're like you're. I don't know. It just feels like they're trying to start a trend. And it didn't happen for them. Okay. Then we're back to you deserve a break today again. That's Fuck it. We're yeah. just going back to that. We gave it up. Well, it had a good jingle uh, too, right? Yep. Uh, and who wrote it? Barry Manilow. There you go. Also wrote uh, I'm stuck on band aids. Um, food, folks, and fun. But he didn't write Mandy. No, but he was busy writing the Band-Aid song. <laughs> That's what he... He originally was going to be... It was originally going to be uh, Mandy, but then he changed it to Band-Aid. Food, folks, yep. and fun. Good. McDonald's today. Meh. What you want is what you get. I guess. Hmm. Seems like that's most places. It okay, how like about if, this? If they follow the opposite of that, of that, of that motto, then they really are going to go to business soon. Okay, what? All right. Uh, do you believe in magic? Do you believe in magic? Do, do, do. Um, yeah, I guess they just played that song. Which is, I don't know. It's a good song, okay. but... Now know. we're doing a subtle variation on the big hit. Okay. Have you had your break today? That's not bad. Okay. One, two, three, four, Big Mac Burger. <laughs> what? That's a real one? Yep. 1997. One, two, three, four, Big Mac Burger. Big Mac Burger. Once again, I... One, two, three, four, Big Mac Burger. I do like the Big Mac Burger, but it feels like you're really kind of... <laughs> it's kind of narrowing the... It's kind of one, narrowing two, your, your options, all right? Okay. Was it like five, six, seven, eight, filet of fish? Is that how it went? I have no idea, but I'm just going to tell you, 97 brought us. Yeah. Did somebody say McDonald's? <laughs> I remember that one. <laughs> I don't remember that. Because if you say it three times, yeah. a clown comes through the uh, mirror in the bathroom <laughs> and serves a surprise. Uh, we love to see you smile. 
That's pretty good. Okay. That's pretty good. Well, if you like that, you might like put a smile on. No, that sounds creepy. Yeah, I don't like it. And then and then uh, smile. So I guess we got a theme going there. But they're not good. Now, not good theme. Now that brings us to 2003, and 2003. it's the big, big hit. Yeah, big hit, big new hit. What's the one I'm talking about? Is it I'm loving it? You bet it is. I'm loving it. I hate that one. All right. How about then? Then let's fucking get that, get rid of it. <laughs> uh, 2005. Yeah. It's what I eat and what I do. Gosh, do you really? It's what I eat and what I do in the bathroom. It... About six hours later. Okay. Um. All right. What we're made of. All right. Okay. Uh, you want it. You need it. Yeah. You gotta have a taste of McDonald's burgers. Oh, that is smooth. That is smooth. That just rolls off the tongue. You want it. <laughs> yeah. Need it. You gotta have a taste of McDonald's burgers. Okay. We're almost to the end. We're gonna. We're gonna. How about we just? How about you gotta have a taste of McDonald's? That's pretty good. Like just shorten uh, it down. It's not terrible, si- but it just could be shorter. The simple joy of McDonald's. Okay. Now, hmm. now, 2013's one. It's a little. It's a little odd if you think about it. Yeah. Yeah. A whole new way to love McDonald's. <laughs> oh, were they introduced to me new? Yeah, I guess it's it's burgers you put up your butt. <laughs> well, that is a new way. <laughs> for, and uh, for all this time, I've been putting them in my mouth. Yeah, that's your problem. Uh, two thousand and one, two, three, four. Put up your butt. Um, 2013 to the present. Uh, there's something for everyone to love at McDonald's. Okay. Is there? Though? Is there? Is there something for everyone to love at McDonald's? Yep. Really? Yep. I guess you just have some fries. Okay. And finally, because we <laughs> only have went... salads now and stuff like that, right? <laughs> okay. There you go. And I know you're gonna love a McDonald's salad. Oh boy! Just, oh boy! This is their oh this is their claim, right? And then here we go. Yeah. Uh, choose loving. Choose loving. Loving, choose loving. That's uh, that's what it is. 2015 to the present. That's the last slogan they've got on the Wikipedia page. Choose loving. Yeah. Choose McLovin. That would have been better. Oh, by the way, yeah. uh, Barry Manilow did not write uh, "You Deserve a Break" today. He did not. He, he sang it in one version. Ah. Oh. Includes it in his very strange medley of product theme songs, where others he had written. Uh, it was it was written by uh, Kenny Karen. Uh, oh. Yeah. So sorry. That was a mistake. We uh, we apologize to our listeners. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> that was inaccurate. We we obviously had bad intel and we passed it on. Yeah, ter- terribly sorry about that. So now, anyway, that was our cool down uh, at the at the. I end was just going to say, what's interesting about the original "You Deserve a Break Today" thing is how long that original song was. Like, it's really long. It's not just like you deserve it. You know, it's like you you know. You deserve a break, so get out and on your way. But I think it went longer than that as well. Like it's it's a fairly long uh, thing. Yeah. People had more time for their jingles in those days. Mm-hmm. We don't have time for jingles now. That's why jingles have gone out of fashion. Yeah, he sent he uh, he also he did write a Kentucky Fried Chicken ad. Uh, he wrote a Dr Pepper uh, song. The, the what? The, uh, you're a pepper. I'm a pepper one. I can't think of a different Dr Pepper one. So like, what the hell else could it be? Yeah. Right. I would think so. I guess we'll have to listen to the we'll have to listen to the medley to find out. Oh, wait a second. Hold it. Let me just, uh, I'm, you're going to hear just a tiny bit of click clacking. Okay. Uh, here we go. Very strange medley. Let's see. Oh, no, it doesn't say what it is. It just, uh, there we go. Oh, yeah, here we go. You know I'm going to link uh, to it. Yeah. In the, in the yeah, here we go. Yep. Uh, yeah, Kentucky Fried Chicken, State Farm, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Okay, Stridex, uh, Band-Aid, stuck on Band-Aid, Band-Aid, stuck on me. That's good. Pepsi, I forget what the Pepsi one was. Uh, and yeah, McDonald's. Pepsi and, uh, tastes like your butt. We've already done some butt stuff, Dave. We don't need to go there anymore. <laughs> what? what? What am I getting? Jeez. Right, right. you know, listen, just trying to have some have... fun over here. 
We gotta we gotta uh, have uh, some respect for our uh, for, our, for our listeners. Okay, here we go. Yes, yeah, respect Stephen for but with second button. Uh, yep. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Uh, Stridex, uh, give your uh, face something to smile about. Uh, KFC, uh, uh, he, he wrote a song called "Grab a Bucket of Chicken." Uh, Pepsi was a song called "Feeling Free." Uh, so right. there you go. Good for him. I will send you a link and we'll put the medley up on our... Uh, we sure will. Then everyone can hear All it. All right. So do you have any questions uh, for our listeners? Because we have now gone two and a half hours and I oh need my to go... Oh, my gosh. Have we finished all the letters? Yes, we have. Laurel's At least uh, from the from the webpage, I believe. Uh, oh, wait. Have we not? Yeah. Laurel. Laurel's was our last letter, yeah. I believe. Yes. Okay, cool. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you, everyone, for sending us letters. Thank you, Laurel, for, for laughing so hard at our, our show last week. That's really great to hear. Mm-hmm. I have a I have a fragile ego, so all, all, all the compliments are just so great. <laughs> um, my question is, it's not really a question. It's more I'm gonna I'm gonna give an assignment this week. I'm gonna give an assignment. What I want people to do, I want you to uh, write in next week. I want a slogan for Sneaky Dragon. Okay. I want us to have a break. I want us to have a break. You deserve a sneak today. How's that one? But that's like I'm no, gonna start it there, and you guys I'm continue gonna ex- on. I'm gonna expand it and say like you know, give us a slogan. And if you want extra points, uh, write us a jingle. <laughs> okay, sure. I like it. I like it. Okay. I like it. I like every aspect of it. And my uh, my second question will be: well, Can I just kind of say? And if you want, you can put you can piggyback your jingle on someone else's tune. That's fine. Oh sure, sure, sure. Yeah, or a public domain song. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Weird Al Yankovic. It. I, we don't care. Um, and the other the other thing would be uh, we're talking a little bit about like going to movies and opening things up what uh, what is something you're looking forward to going back to uh when things are lifted up oh i've i have something so i'm so excited for oh uh, do you want to say it now or you want to say it later i'll say it next week say it. Okay, i'll say, it say, next week. say, I'll say you it. won't re- you won't remember it remember because you can't remember anything uh that we're gonna <laughs> do i'll we'll have this topic next week to talk about though and it remind me so something you're looking forward to let me write this down something <laughs> we're ending the show with you writing things down well, well, yeah, but if you'd been quiet, it would have just taken this out, and we would have just jumped to the mm. next part. Yeah, for to after the plague. Okay, this way, this way, I you know, if in case I miss it while I'm editing the show, I don't have to don't have to search for it. Hello, everyone. That was me writing stuff down. I just you know, I like to be organized. Or as a, as a little uh, bulletin board I had on my on my wall when I was a kid it said, uh, "What did it say to me? Like I'm I'm getting organized." It said, "I'm getting organized." And there was like a lot of like parodies of, of popular sayings from that time period. It was, one was a little thing that said Thimp instead of Think. It was very funny. I, I thought it was great. Because, you know, I was a fan of Mad Magazine. And my parents said, Dave, David likes jokes. Let's, let's buy him this. And they did. And I, I appreciated it. And oh. I also had a funny drawing of a monkey on it as well. Because he was going to get organized. <laughs> Anyhow, folks, if you want to get organized and write us some questions, we would think that would be great. We're... Our show's coming out very soon. Very mm-hmm. soon. Episode 450. We'll be, we'll be recording it, hopefully, July 23rd, around that time period anyway. And so what we'd like from you is for you to send us your questions. And when you do, please include your address because I will send you uh, a sticker. It, I like to call it a bumper sticker because it'll be a big sticker, but you're not, I'm not, you're not beholden to put it on the back of your car. You can put it on your binder. You can put it on a window. You can put it on your computer. You can put it on a sibling. You can just or save it, save it forever. And mm-hmm. one day you'll you'll look at it and you go, oh, I still have this, like I do when I pull up my Dark Side of the Moon 
album and the stickers fall on the floor and I go, oh, I still have the stickers, never use them. <laughs> but I still yeah. have them. If I used them, they'd be gone because I would have That's stuck them on something dumb. Yeah. So I still have them. I have, okay. the post- I have the posters and I have the stickers. We will throw them in your grave for sure. Please do. <laughs> hopefully, when we've turned to dust. Hopefully the girls can sell it for a pretty penny because it's probably not many records, Pink Floyd records, that still have the stickers and the posters in it. Although there the posters aren't, aren't uh, mint because I did use tax to stick them to my wall. Oh, too oh. bad anyway. But yes, please send us your your questions, and uh, we've been getting we've been getting some, but we want more. Is what I'm trying to tell you. More, more, more. So put on your thinking caps, your thinking caps, and send us <laughs> some questions, and uh, we'll have a grand prize draw. Of course, we've been talking about this for a while, and you will win the grand prize, and you'll be very happy to get that grand prize. Let me tell you, we have several satisfied winners. One has even sent us a testimonial. That was Laurel, who laughed so hard at last week's show. Oh, man, I really want to listen to that show now. <laughs> anyway, I still have to do this show. So when I'm done this show, I'm going to listen to that show. Um, so here's ways you can send us your questions. And this is the best way, I think, is to email us. Email us at sneakyd at sneakydragon.com. You can send us your questions to that and your address to that address. And we will, I'll put it into our, I'll put it into our, like, our, our uh, question total like we have a list of all the questions people have been sending so it'll be it's very organized over here guys i mean organized and you can also write to us on our face our facebook page that's one way to write to us you can contact us via twitter at sneaky d at sneaky dragon oh sorry sneaky underscore dragon <sighs> i should edit that i guess and <laughs> after every of course we post our show on our website sneakydragon.com and you will find a message board there you can you can make comments under the show and uh, that's really great sometimes we write back but we always read them and I always enjoy them. And also we read them on the show. So that's an incentive to write to us there. So there you go. That was really good. Ian, you did, a great, you did a great show this week. Let me just tell you. Hey, you know what? I predicted it. You did. That's right. And you carried, you carried through. That's so, that's even more impressive. Oh my gosh. Oh, but it's not, I knocked a pen on the floor. I was so impressed. That's... You've got to go, you got to go get a chicken out of a cherry hole. <laughs> oh no. She's, she's moved on. She's moved on with her life. She's doing other things, but they are hiding their eggs again. So I, I really do need to, um, Go look for them, but I have to tell you right now, I'm wearing my pajamas, so I can't, uh, I can't go outside and do much that way. Okay. Because I had a shower when I got home, and I thought I could put my clothes back on, or I could just throw my pajamas. I do have to put my clothes back on later because I want to do some painting. But uh, I was just feeling, I was feeling like I wanted to be comfortable, and I am really comfortable here. Let me tell you, maybe too Good. comfortable. Maybe glad to hear. Maybe too comfortable, to be honest. Hey, uh, third question: What do you guys all wear when you listen to our show? Oh, that's a good do one. You put on your jam jams. Are you outside walking? Are you in sporting outfits? Are you, are you, you know, are you doing a triathlon like some of you do? Are you out working out? What are you, what are you up to? Suit of armor? What are you, what are you wearing? Let us know. Okay, I have to write this down now. What do you wear when you watch the show? What do you wear? What do you wear when you watch the show? Do you wear pajamas like Dave is right now? Okay. I was going with the other one. What do you wear when you watch the show? <laughs> and there's enough germs everywhere around to you. catch you something like pneumonia. But don't catch pneumonia, especially <laughs> now. No, no. Put that fucking mask on now. Put and now your mask it's on the, now. Now. There we go. Nice. Very nice. Good song. Okay, well I guess we'll I guess we'll end the show in a shambles this week. Yeah. That's, Shamble bambles. That seems to be the best way. Best way. Just like I predicted it on this envelope that's in my pocket. Oh, let me take it out. Let, let me see. Let me, read, let me read what it says. Yep. In a shambles. My goodness. 
You... I will send you uh, the image of that. Uh, n- never. <laughs> I'm even more impressed now. You predicted that how good the show, how good you do the show. I did. I'm going to exc- exclude myself from this. And you also predicted how it would end. That's fantastic. It both. I'm very good. Oh wow. Okay. Well, everybody, that's that's how we'll end the show this week with All right. psychic psychic abilities. <laughs> Bye. Take care of yourselves. Thank you.